0: Hey, yo, say hello to the back, Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion, and you'll listen to SNS Radio Network.
1: Yo, Monkeys, it's me, P.P.P.
0: The king of, of Bada the master of the diamond cutter, the three time, three time, three time world
2: champion. Stay tuned or you will feel! Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. The tone, no, no old Setro.
1: The world is listening.
0: whole indie show your dedicated home for all things indie in the world of professional wrestling sports and entertainment
3: when i say i mean what i mean i say and they become anthems i told you
2: if you let me out of my cage i'm gonna pile a bodies to the sky they just gave me a live mic pay-per-view. So, if y'all don't mind, I'd like to get a few things off my chest. My name is Kevin Steen,
0: <sighs> and fuck Ring of Honor! Fuck you, you're wrong! Fuck you, we're right! Because you have all made it to the dance! Because believe me, this is the dance! With your hosts, Ashley is my name. <laughs> you ripped out my heart.
2: You took everything I believed in and you flushed it down the damn toilet. You flushed my heart. You flushed my soul.
0: And now it sickens me to sit back and see other people making the same mistake. i the Sun City Savior, Randy McWilliams.
2: There are so many amendments in the Constitution <laughs> of the United States of America. What
3: up, please? Fierce! Uh, One, two, three, four. Fierce!
4: And welcome to another episode of the Whole Indie Show here on the SNS Radio Network. This is Ashley and... I was going to put up a kind of special with kind of live thoughts as we were watching the Shikara by pay-per-view, but due to a lot of personal stuff and everything that got in the way, I've been kind of a bit damn hectic, so I haven't been able to really get any any of that sorted, so I'm going to put that up probably next week as a stopgap, so you... uh, guys can listen to that it won't be in the usual we'll still do a regular show but i'll just get upped hopefully sometime between the weekend and when we do our recordings in the middle of the week so you can listen to it when you're out and about or if the e3 press conference is boring you enough either way uh join me as ever for the usual weekly goodness First of all, is Randy?
1: Randy, how are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. It's just a lot of yeah, uh, char happens. And anniversary happens on Sunday. A lot of craziness to go down that you'll hear whenever that special our little anniversary special does get posted on the website. And hopefully, you'll like our opinion and not get so mad that you break down the glass door of the Trocadero in anger over what you just saw, but. You heard. <laughs> don't,
4: don't worry randy we're actually gonna be kind of re- reviewing it we on hindsight and oh, you man. can hear how crazy then when we actually put the show out in the week people can hear our like instantaneous reactions which are clearly all hyped up by what the hell is happening Although, to, be honest, to be honest quite a lot of the stuff that happened in that show really was what the hell is happening but Anyway, also joining us uh is Sandro. Sandro, how how how's your week been?
5: Uh, it's actually been doing pretty good. Uh hopefully condo security and uh talk and won't mess up with our recording, hopefully.
4: Oh, uh, you never know. They're probably always around doing something. Yeah. All that Shikara stuff, we will get to later on for second and part of third segment. Yes, it was that possibly life-changing that we're having to drag it over to uh, more than one segment. But first up, the news, and something which kind of is an interesting one. We're going a little bit out of reverse order, but this is because, considering what we talked about last week, it's one of the big things that did happen, and it was the continuation of the... Best of the Super Juniors from New Japan, and Ricochet fell victim to the good old Bullet Club. It's a pretty nice photo, actually, which is on our Facebook page. Uh, do you want to go through the results of that now? For I'm, I'm trying to think, would have been we probably would by now. We would have had day four, five, and six. Is it?
5: Yeah, pretty much. I'll go through all the results from the last couple of days. Of course we'll go back in the four, I believe, which was it took place last Thursday on the thirtieth in Kirken Hall. Uh the first match was Tai Chi defeating Hiromu Takahashi. Takamishinoku defeated Brian Kendrick. Tiger Mask four defeated Bushi. Jushin Thunder Liga defeated Titan. Kushida defeated Alex Koslow. Alex Shelley defeated Rocky Romero. Risuke Toguchi defeated Kenny Omega. And in the main event, it was Prince David defeating Ricochet. Uh, the next show that took place... Uh, Ricochet defeated Hiromu Takahashi. Uh, Brian Kendrick defeated Jado. Titan de- defeated Taichi. Kushida defeated Tiger Mask 4. Alex Shelley defeated uh, Trent... Beretta, I guess. Uh Kenny Omega defeated Alex Kazla for his first win in the tournament so far. Risuke Toguchi defeated Bushi and Prince Devit defeated Rocky Romero. Uh, the next show took place on June second. Uh Trump defeated Hiromu Takahashi. Brian Kendrick defeated Bushi. Alex Kazla defeated Jado. Kenny Omega defeated Taka Mishinoku. Ricochet defeated Titan. Jushin Thunder Liger defeated Alex Shelley. Trent Devitt defeated Taichi. And Misuke Taguchi defeated Kushida. Okay, the next show took place on June 3rd. Uh, Rocky Romero defeated Hiromu Takahashi. Alex Kozlov defeated Bushi on Thunder Liger defeated Trumperetta. Uh Tiger Mask 4 defeated Jato. Ricochet defeated Taichi. Alex Shelley defeated Titan. Kenny Omega defeated Brian Kendrick. And Risuke Taguchi defeated Taka Mishinoku. And the recent show took place uh, on Tuesday. Alex Shelley defeated Hirobu Takahashi. Tiger Mask 4 defeated Brian Kendrick. Rocky Romero defeated Tremperetto. Taka Mishinoku defeated Alex Kozlov. Uh Kushida defeated Jado. Kenny Omega defeated Bushi. Uh, Prince Devitt defeated Titan. And Ricochet defeated Jushin Thunder Liger. Now, it blockades the top of the mountain is actually Prince David right now with 14 points. So he's in the top of the lead in block A. Uh, second place is actually Ricochet with 10 points. In uh, third place, it's actually a four-way tie with 8 points with uh, Jushin Thunder Liger, Taichi, Alex Shelley, and Rocky Romero. Uh, Trent Beretta is with 4 points. Tian has four points as well, and the young rookie Hiromu Takahashi is in last place with zero points.
4: Uh, so, does that mean Devitts won every single match?
5: Uh, pretty much, almost almost the entire match. Uh, he's go he's got, having a winning streak, just like Loki had in last year's tournament, where he pretty much won every match up until the final. Yeah. So he's looking very strong at the moment. Uh, in Block B, it's actually pretty interesting right now because there is six guys tied in first place with eight points, and they are Tiger Mask Four, Masuke Taguchi, Kushida, Alex Kazlov, Takamishinoku, and Kenny Omega. They're all tied in eight in with eight points. And they're in first place.
4: Is that Next, everybody that's in the group?
5: Uh half of them. <laughs> uh the last three are Brian Kendrick with six points. Uh Bushi has six points as well, and Jado has is in last place with four points in block B. So
4: So actually that's a pretty damn close group compared to the other one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
5: and it's actually gonna come to head because uh Tomorrow, which is the a, a Thursday, uh, they're going to have their next uh, match set. Uh, some of the matches I'm going to announce right now. Uh jitsu from the Liger going to take on Prince Devitt. Alex Shelley will take on Ricochet. Titan will take on Rocky Romero. Tremperato will take on Taichi. Takamask 4 will take on Risuke Taguchi. Kushida will take on Kenny Omega. Alice Kozla will take on Brian Kendrick. And Jado will take on Takamishinoku. Now, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think the finals will take place in a few days after that. Um, I don't have the date in front of me, but it should be the I next think it's the
4: Saturday or the Sunday, isn't
5: it? Okay, yeah, you're they... right. It's, it's on the Sunday actually. This Sunday will be yeah. the finals because they will have the semifinals and the finals. Uh, of course, the way that the semifinals will work, is the first place of Block A, which at this point will probably be Prince Devitt, will take take on the second place uh, runner-up in Block B. And in the second semifinals, the first place leader in Block B will take on the second place uh, runner in Block A. So... So can cards, we already
4: say that Ricochet... A Ricochet in... Devitt definitely for on that?
5: Or... Well, Ricochet is definitely in it. I mean, not Ricochet. Excuse me. Uh, Prince Devitt. Uh, Ricochet, it's possible he might get through if he defeats uh, Alex Shelley. If he beats Alex Shelley, then he's definitely, he's definitely in the semifinals. Uh, yeah. Block B is definitely very interesting because, as I said right <laughs> now, <clears throat>
4: That's the complicated
5: one. Yes, we got like six guys tied in first place. So it could go any way. But it's going to be very interesting come Sunday to see who's going to win. I have no doubt that Prince David will go in the finals, But whoever he'll face is very interesting. And I'm very excited to see what happens
4: the interesting thing is is after his success in Dragon Gate will New Japan put Ricochet over as well possibly if so it's a pretty damn successful tour for Ricochet
5: pretty
1: much well,
4: well this, Go is, ahead, Andy.
1: this is where it gets interesting because Devitt had a year much like this back in 2011 back at Best of Super Juniors he won every group match except one against uh, Davey Richards, but ended up losing in the semifinals in a huge upset. Uh, it's Probably one of the biggest upsets in the Super Juniors history, too, his former tag partner at the time, Ruski Taguchi, would go on to win it the next year. Because, of course, if you know the whole kind of joke with the Super Juniors, you lose the you lose your first year, then win the next year. It's happened, I think, the past three or four winners. That's happens mm-hmm. for Yes, it has. Now, it can't happen this year due to the fact that um, uh, Loki is no longer with the company. So there is. Or was it? Yeah, it was Loki last, yeah, Loki last year because he didn't win the. Because the Gucci beat Key, but he didn't win the title from it. Yeah. So. I don't know who you. Uh, possibly, that. from what it looks like, it looks like it's to get Devon to win it again, (laughs) although this time as Heel of the Bullet Club, but who knows, this might be a year you finally see an outsider win it, although technically Ibushi was an outsider, but uh, he wouldn't be, it'd be more shocking if Ricochet won it than, say, Ibushi, who was still having pretty regular appearances, and Uh still somewhat does with New Japan, although he, I think, yeah, still to this day is a wrestler, so.
5: Well, actually, uh, to, to clarify something, uh, Bushi is actually a New Japan guy. He signed with... Them I, I meant Bushi.
1: Sorry, I meant Bushi, not Bushi. On that one. Oh, no. Okay, okay. No, I did just read about that with Bushi that he put his way to all Japan until recently.
4: Speaking of who signed with who, one big thing, considering all the rumors that circulated last year and kind of early this year, Adam Cole has re-signed with Ring of Honor.
6: Hmm.
4: Haven't it hasn't said how long the contract is for though? But he's definitely on for at least I'd say at least another year. Although there is some controversy apparently over how Adam Cole found out about him not going to the WWE.
1: I was just about to go into that.
4: Go ahead, Randy.
1: I just—I did want to bring that up. Yeah, pretty much from what has been reported, or I don't know if it's exactly Cole said it, but or, uh, well, that kind of gives away, but apparently Sammy Callahan was the one to tell Adam Cole that the WWE doesn't want him at this point.
4: Ooh. That's interesting. WWE didn't bother to tell him. They told Sammy to tell him. Oh. What was Sammy like? Don't shoot the messenger? It's just
1: <laughs> Pretty much he'd have to be cause Yeah. Cause I highly doubt oh. Sammy's gonna just take his spot like that. They've been wanting Callahan for a while now, so might as well put cut that out the picture <laughs> that it's out of jealousy, so yeah. I it sucks, I'm talking about that. But the good thing, uh, but the good thing with Cole is he's still relatively young. I believe I think be twenty two, maybe. He's about a year older than I am, so give or take there. So he still has he still has still He he's he's got a lot in as short as he hasn't done. Uh, he still had a lot more time to really
4: make these you things know, have more uh, profound impact. Yeah, it was... <laughs> Randy was a bit breaking up there, so... uh I don't know whether that's his end or our end or whatever, but... That sounds like um, a yeah. um, Now, there's been quite a few... Interesting things regarding the AIWI pay per view uh, come up. A few matches set up. Uh, the Jollyville Fuckets will be taking on the Sex Bub. Is it Buboms or.
1: Just like in um, Scott Pilgrim, yeah, the Sex Buboms. Baby Vega, and Matt Pitchett.
4: Oh, okay. uh, Ethan Page will be taking on Johnny Gagana. Which is pretty sweet in itself. Yet alone the fact it's probably going to be a. Significant match. Uh, Silesia Sparks is apparently also going to be in the corner of Colin Delaney as he takes on Eric Graham for the absolute title. Uh, I'm trying to think if anything else. Yeah, Euthanasia. Matt Cross and Josh Prohibition will be teaming up to take on hashtag Nixon, comprising of Ricky Shane Page and Bobby Beverly. And I think that's all that's been added. So far. At least as of recording. So nothing else to worry about there. The interesting thing that's also cropped up this week... Is CZW. Torment of Death, which we will give giving picks on. A couple... Well... It, interesting stuff's happened. Two people have had to be switched mainly probably for story reasons, but one for, well, the reasons we'll give here, because it's it's more newsworthy rather than actually giving it in the pics section. But, uh, Matt Tramont hasn't been medically cleared because I think he had some appendix trouble that last
1: year. Because it's nonetheless, it's pancreas. nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, yeah, bodily systems were not working.
4: Yeah, weren't working properly. The blood tests weren't um, 100% clear. So, medically, he isn't really fit to compete, which might explain the weird ending that you had at Proving Grounds, possibly, I don't know. But because of that, he won't be taking part in uh, Torment of Death. And due to that as well, Joe Gacy's apparently pulled himself out. Due to the fact that Tremont isn't competing, so instead in their place, uh, Rory Mondo will be in there, and Masada, who himself is injured, which doesn't make sense. Then <laughs> again, it's Masada, so what do you expect?
1: Yeah, I think he competed. Yeah, the year, the first year he won tournament of death, he competed with a broken leg. See.
4: -hmm. Yeah, I I vaguely remember hearing something about that.
1: Because right around the time he was like, started winning every match, it was like, I think he had just broken his leg. And he mentioned, I'm pretty sure Tournament of Death would have been, I think, Prelude to Violence, which would have been the show before that, that yeah, his leg was, that he had broken his leg recently.
4: Speaking of CZW in Japan it appears that uh, Big Japan Wrestling's Strong Style Tournament Rising will be featuring Jake Christ and DJ Hyde. Um, Christ will be taking on Jun Agawaiichi, and DJ Hyde will be taking on Ryuchi Kawakami. It's also worth noting that Yoshihito Sasaki will be taking on Abdullah Kobayashi. Why do I bring that up? Well, this is something which I believe, Sandro, it still stands as a rumor.
5: Well, there's been an update already uh, uh, yesterday that was posted. I'll just give okay. a, I'll just give a brief of a, a brief report on what was the rumor. Uh, apparently, there was a rumor that Abdullah Kobayashi of Big Japan Wrestling uh, was pulled from their upcoming shows due to the suspicion that he might have hepatitis C. Uh, during a recent examination at a hospital in Yokohama, Japan, Kobayashi's early blood work showed that he might have be su- he might be suffering from the disease. Big Japan then pulled them from all upcoming shows. Now, since then, there was an, an update on this. And it d- did reveal that he does not have hepatitis C. Uh, everything is clear with his blood work. But uh, apparently, his liver is has some really bad signs of damage. So he'll have to go... A few more tests on his liver next week so the good thing is he doesn't have to see the bad thing is he's got a bad liver and they're going to do some tests before he gets cleared to wrestle
1: yeah also good thing and, is he's not like the other Abdullah. <laughs>
5: yeah <laughs> that's a good thing uh just a bit of an update on the uh big japan uh, rising tournament they just finished they just had the finals not that long ago oh, okay yeah and uh dj Haida and Jay chris were not in the finals
4: did they get beyond round one or
5: uh yeah they got they got past the first round
4: okay now this is something which kind of i did spot a couple of tweets about it going this doesn't make any sense and this is Japanese, but it's also uh, Mexican Lucha Libre. And it's the fact that Shinsuke Nakamura's lost his IWGP oh, intercontinental yeah. title um, to La Sombra in CMLL.
5: Yeah. That really caught me off guard. I was not expecting La Sombra to get the belt. So. As of now, uh, La Sombra is still going to have the belt. Uh, For how long? Uh, Probably until maybe July, August, because La Sombra is now set to be in Japan, most likely for the uh, G1 Climax Tournament. But there is a chance that uh, La Sombra might defend the the IC title in Mexico. So that's a possibility. Uh, I wouldn't mind if he would face... um, excuse me, uh, Volador Jr. because they have a good feud going on, and I think it would probably be a good c- contender for that belt. So uh, kind of surprising that Nakamura lost the belt. I'm very interested in seeing the match once it gets released on the interweb, and let's see how long La Sombra will hold on to the belt.
1: Yeah, this is La Sombra winning the IWGP Intercontinental title is a... Pretty big deal, something I remember our good friend Jason Navico from the Alternate Universe posting on his Facebook, and he wasn't really too happy about that. I don't know how familiar he is with La Sombra, probably not as much, but I know he is familiar with uh, Nakamura, so that's a big thing, too, and Nakamura, who, uh, from sadly, I haven't really gotten to see a lot of him since he has won the belt, or really to be honest, <laughs> on that, but... Heard, have heard great things. What he has done with the title, I mean, it just comes as a big shock that he would lose the title. But then again, I know the CMLL and New Japan had work relationship for many, for at least a few years now. Of course, we've had, at points in the past, we've had uh, New Japan wrestlers. I believe um, somebody now is a New Japan wrestler is currently holding a CMLL title.
6: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
1: And you've had you've Devitt had win um I uh, was it the one that I think uh, he beat Bullador Jr. for I think the middleweight title last year. Yeah, it's
5: like one. Yeah, it was one of those NWA titles.
1: And then uh, Rusuke Taguchi, I believe, was the welterweight title at one point. I think fight like, him. And Eminem, yeah. Like that, and then had yeah, like a lot of titles at one point, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's just New Japan uh, giving back to CMLL by having. La Sombra beat Nakamura for, what would well, that be, like, the, the second, pretty much like your second title, your your second, uh, your second big singles title in Japan. Mm.
4: Now, this was a pretty damn cool video that popped up at the end of last week, and this was Matt Hardy giving his sort of anti-bullying message to the people, which... Was absolutely brilliant. I think I'm trying to, All of it was kind of done via, you know, written messages on paper and boards, wasn't it?
1: The whole thing was. He did not yeah. speak one word in the promo. He
4: did. He did. He did a Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: it might and have he's... been more of a reference to another video, but yeah, Bob Dylan. I did remember seeing that in the comments. They were like, "Yeah, Bob Dylan did that." <laughs> Maybe even ago.
4: I don't think he did it for actually everything, but uh, yeah, I'm not, certainly it was. It had the impact that it needed to do, and you know that's why he's still a good wrestler. And yeah, you know, I I still don't get yeah some of the chants. I still don't get like the fact that okay, extrapolating it to WWE, but why they still do Goldberg chants for right back we've already established the fact that he is Goldberg. And... Same goes with Matt. Okay, he was chunky, but he wasn't fat. He You know... When you guys saw Matt Hardy come out for a match, did he look like Vader? No. Did he look like, um... Giant Haystacks or whatever? No.
1: You put on some weight now, don't get us wrong. Yeah, he was not as fit as he was, but it ain't like he was really big, like I don't know compared to say like Kevin Steen <laughs> for example, who yeah. uh, even at one point, Kevin Steen was relatively skinny, like he still had some uh, uh to say muscle, but he still had some meat on his body, but he was at one point still kind of skinny. <laughs>
4: Don't say me, or Gangrel will be around.
1: <laughs> Vampires don't get fat, or do they?
4: If you believe Twilight, anything can fucking happen to a vampire. <laughs> oh, nice. Still a
6: better love thought,
5: Oh, wait, we are talking about. <laughs> uh, I thought this video was hilarious. Uh, I enjoyed it very much. I think the best thing out of it was, well, two things. One was the acoustic version of his uh, V1 theme back in WWE, which I thought was pretty awesome. Uh, like the fact that he says, oh, I'm married to a hot hot model or whatever. I thought that was pretty, it's true. You know, he's a lucky guy and he has a good point. So, Interesting
4: really he that. used the word model considering it looks like her wrestling career is kind of on hold.
6: Yes, I don't right. think she's
4: wrestled ever since that career versus respect match. Yeah, that's true. So, really, her career wasn't line because you haven't seen her since. <laughs>
5: Boom! Makes you wonder if the wrong person won the match.
0: Um.
4: Yeah, but then again, that kind of. That was the start of Jessica Havoc's face turn, partially.
1: What kind of sucks with this is it seems like uh, Revy Sky needed that feud a lot more than Havoc did.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah. Because Havoc, they just went back to just her doing crazy shit with Sky. Yeah, she's yet to have appeared. And although I, it, it shouldn't be hard to find something for her she's shown that she's uh, capable in the ring or at least enough to <laughs> still be employed but oh, speaking
4: of crazy shit uh quintessential pro wrestling has actually put their debut show up for free on youtube you can check it out on our facebook page you know with the fact that you're going to have you got a drake younger match You've got TJ Perkins versus Michael Elgin, which is technically Elgin versus Suicide. Wink, wink. Well, I've got to be careful about saying wink, but we'll get to that. <laughs> and The Young Bucks versus Bad Influence, which is probably off the chain. I need, to, I need to catch up with that over the week. God damn it, I've been too busy. Have I said that before? Probably. Um, We also had... I, I need to check whether the actual... For the results for the WXW show, guys, What how, did they put uh, Drake's tweets on there? Or do I need to find them? Uh, I don't recall. I don't recall seeing them. I might have to research. Um, so while I do that, actually, uh, an interesting story that's come through... Again, a combination of uh, Lucha Libre and Japanese wrestling, with uh, the Japanese media reporting that Nieto del Santo, the grandson of the late El Santo, has arrived in Japan to begin training in uh, pro-wrestling NOAH. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just having a quick look. He previously uh, came to Japan in 07 when his father, El Heo DeSanto, had some time over there. He's got experience in kickboxing, karate, and looks to get started by studying abroad. He wants to be a tough wrestler like his granddad and wants to learn ground techniques over just air and speed. And he's apparently going to be at ringside for the June 8th show, so this weekend show, that Noah's having in Osaka. You think that was a good move for him to get some, well, I guess international experience is the way you call it.
5: Yeah, I I think it's a good move for him to get international experience. Um, and the fact that he wants to learn more, uh, technical wrestling rather than high flying wrestling is, is actually really intriguing because nowadays, especially Lucha Libre, you don't see many of the young guys, um using the technical style. They're more used to the high-flying style or, in some cases, the hardcore style. So, hopefully, he'll get the good training he'll he'll get in Japan. And I'm very intrigued to see how he'll do when he actually touches the wrestler in front of a crowd. So, you know, I'll, I hope he does well. And, you know, he he has a lot of... He has a lot of... He has, he has a lot to prove with the legacy that yeah. his, his family has. So it's going to be a well, lot yeah, of pressure for him.
1: He's the third generation star of arguably the biggest luchador Mexico has ever produced.
4: Mm-hmm. No pressure there. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like if Luthes is. Or I guess Luthes, or to an extent, you can maybe say Hogan, but. I don't want to get it. <laughs> there's a joke that's probably made about Nicky that I won't say not because I care for it, but I just don't really care to make the joke at this point. But St. Luke as his grandson was going to go into wrestling. Do you know like how bad or even to an extent, and uh, uh, sadly with the passing of Reed Flair, like look at all that he had to look to and, and, to, and even David Flair, like having your father or in this case, their father, but or in any case, a family member be one of the greatest wrestlers that ever lived, or especially a legend like Osanto is. Yeah.
4: Now, another interesting, pretty major story that's developed in Japan as well, which I think, Sandra, you've got more details on, and this is the situation that's developed over the past few weeks regarding all Japan, and ironically, in the same week that Something backstage involving Shikara, which might be storyline. Now we've got a real life situation similar to it, anyway, happening in um, in in, uh, all Japan. Yes, the current owner of uh, All Japan,
5: uh, Nobu Shirashi. Uh, Just the fans, uh, for the first time since he became the acting president uh, a few days ago, um, Shirashi apologizes to the fans for any issues that that have arisen over the last several months, but his belief is to reform pro wrestling. His goal is to brighten all Japan to make it both more fun and fierce that he attends to further develop the promotion with enthusiasm. As a result of Shirashi taking over as the role of president of the company, uh, Kenji Muto has officially resigned uh, from his position as chairman and the former president uh, Masayuki Ochida has been released as well. Uh, Shirashi mentioned the fact that uh, Muto might be interested in starting his own promotion with other wrestlers from all Japan. So we might see another all Japan split. Um, Kenji Muto has not, uh, he hasn't publicly confirmed this, but there has been rumors going around in the Japanese wrestling scene that he does, he might have his own promotion, uh, I'm not sure if that's wise because he needs to have a lot of money in order to start up new promotion and with the economy that it is right now I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, Right now there are rumors that Muto might make his move to New Japan which is probably the better move in my opinion.
1: As long as he's not in power.
5: Um, There's also some rumblings that Shirashi wants to have more of an MMA influence in All Japan, which is not really a good idea. You know, let's not forget when Antonio Noki, you know, he he had that um, style combined with New Japan back in the 2000s, and that didn't work out very well.
4: And look at the success look at the success of Pride and how that got killed off by crime.
1: Well, Pride's different cause they were an MMA company trying to be an MMA company that just happened to be run by the Yakuza. It was New Japan a pro wrestling company trying to do M M A with guys who mm-hmm. can do it but just didn't just fail massively. <laughs> like yeah. I, I get I guess this is New Japan's brawl for all without the whole career injuries and bark gun Pretty much ruining his career, getting knocked the fuck out by Butterbean. (laughs) (laughs) And how can it be Williams losing his career in America because, oh shit, he ain't that tough. (laughs) True. Although then again, he was still like, I saw like some of the suplexes Williams did, like he does. A German to, um, what did they, Ed Ferrara, who, weirdly enough, was doing a JR impression on Sunday Night Heat well before Oklahoma happened and got German suplex and got dropped damn near on his, or pretty much got dropped on his head. Like, holy shit, Steve Williams had a nasty German suplex. Like, straight, like, on your head. oh there's a famous video of, like, Kobashi getting just straight head dropped. <laughs> yeah.
5: Uh, just a few more things I would have mentioned about the story. Uh, apparently, uh, Shirashi has made note that all current contracts are held up until their sumo Hall show on June 30th. And Shirashi himself will be dealing with, with the full matchmaking uh, decisions until then. Uh, new contracts will be written and be finalized in July. And Shirashi has been aware that Many of the wrestlers in the All Japan roster has a lot of respect for Muto. So he is concerned that if Muto was, would decide to make a new promotion, he's the way that maybe half of the young talent might follow Muto. So, you know, it's not really good for All Japan. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, hopefully by July.
4: Yeah. Definitely. An interesting story that uh, came in earlier this week as well, Uh, a message that was posted up actually on Facebook by Lou Fisto herself, announcing that uh, Calamity will not be wrestling anymore, at least for an undetermined period. Um, She writes, no comments will be made besides this one and no questions will be answered. Please know Calamity isn't sick, the decision's just personal to her and we please ask you to respect her privacy and personal life. I'm so proud of everything she's accomplished in the past years under my tutelage. She worked very hard as she always took on challenges with determination, she was a wonderful student, but mostly she's a wonderful human being, and I love as if she were my own daughter. Thank you for all the support you showed her in the past years. Thank you to Dave Prazak and all the Shimmer crew for welcoming, welcoming her with open arms. Thanks to Drew and WSU for letting her fight in your ring. Thank you to her great opponents such as Hayley Hatred and cheerleader Melissa who gave her the opportunity to fully develop as a fierce competitor. Mostly I need to say a special thank you to the amazing Mercedes Martinez who shared the ring with her many times. Thank you for sharing your experience and being so patient. Calamity will always be thankful. It's really tough for me to write all this, but it's my pleasure to do so on her behalf. Again, please respect this decision and that privacy to Calamity. I love you and I'm proud of everything you've achieved. You've made this old heart beat again and i filled with pride every time I watch you in the squared circle. Life goes on and I'll always be there for you. So yeah, uh, myself and no doubt the other guys wish uh, Calamity the very best of luck in uh, whatever she's doing now outside of wrestling. And if she does... Uh, want to come back further on down the line, I'll certainly be pleased to uh, see her wrestle again, but if not, it may not have been a long contribution, but it was still a pretty good contribution that Calamity made.
1: Yeah, uh, I barely heard of her about a year ago, I think, actually about a year ago, about a year or two when she started showing up in Shimmer. Actually, first match I saw was her match against Hailey Hatred. And then I've heard about well I know that she was a big deal in uh, N C W Femme Fatales, which is run by the Fisco over there in Canada. or French Canadian. But um, nonetheless, yeah, it does suck to see it always sucks to see a wrestler go, especially one that you that especially one that we've covered many times on the show and have seen the work of. And, and, and just sometimes people just leave like that for whatever her reasons are. She has a reason. We're not really going to speculate. And even with what was said, there's no reason really to speculate. Doesn't seem like anything negatively happened. Even then, why harp on the negative? Regardless of all that, hopefully Calamity does well in what she does. And if she does come back, then we'll have her back.
4: Sandra? Uh...
5: I haven't seen a lot of her work. Uh, the, only, the only match that I've seen her was the a WrestleCon show. So uh, I can't really give my full cool thoughts as far as a retrospect on her career. But, you know, uh, best of luck on whatever endeavor she wants to go after wrestling. And, and you know, there's always that possibility that she could come back because, you know, never say never in the world of wrestling.
1: Hell, look, look at Rebecca Knox, somebody who had a career-threatening injury. Hell, could have front life threatening injury if I'm not mistaken too, and came back. Apparently, started wrestling again, and is now signed with the WWE. I believe still is at this point. Hmm. So anything can really happen to somebody. Or Serena D. Madison Eagles coming back from injury. Now, although from what we've seen, it doesn't sound like it's health-related, but. The comeback
4: can happen. Very true. Now, uh, I'm just trying to get the uh, results up from the various shows that have happened over the past weekend. Starting off with Ring of Honor show in San Antonio, Texas. Which... Annoyingly, is uh, written down here the other way round as it happened. Looks like it started with a pre-show sort of match showcasing some of the indie talent in the local area, with Rudy Russo and AJ Summers beating Carson and Ricky Starks.
1: Nice to see with. some ACW talent get a little shine there. Other than the three on, <laughs> other than the three that appeared on the main show, of course, the two stars and. Just somebody else. I should really just say somebody else, but she's not. Con- she doesn't work for Ring of Honor regularly. That being Caden Hayden.
4: Apparently, the local Sinclair-owned Fox affiliate was there. Uh, news anchor was doing a promo, and apparently, Corino intimidated the local reporter. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark Briscoe made the save. Wow, that's an interesting one. There was no truth, Martini, so there was no hoopla. Damn it. And Davey had a promo at the start, obviously hoping the uh, main event as he was going to be taking on Jay Briscoe. So from there, we started off with Kyle O'Reilly beating Mike Seidel, uh, Bobby Fish beating Raymond Rowe. Then Ring of Honor vs. Scum saw Briscoe and Carino. Sorry, Briscoe, Mark Briscoe beat Carino via DQ when Rhett Titus and Jimmy Jacobs ran in. BJ Whitmer and Michael Elgin made the save. Then the Women of Honor match, Athena, in her hometown, beat Barbie Hayden with the O-Face. Then Roderick Strong beat Adam Cole, with Cole getting a nasty cut on his elbow, and also blew off the post-match handshake Code of Honor thing. It's an interesting...
1: Oh, we're seeing, oh, we're seeing the Panama City playboy pretty soon. <laughs>
4: It's all about the money, probably. Um, interesting one, the Proving Grounds match. I think as I called last week, Eddie Edwards did beat Matt Taven to uh, Ernest Tavey, so shot down the line. Uh, special challenge match next, saw so Jay Lethal beat ACH, but he put him over in a match post-promo so clearly it's putting ACH over because it's his hometown even though he lost it would, the aim was to put him over which I think it successfully did
1: he probably would have been over either way considering <laughs> that he wrestled in San Antonio a lot <laughs> before. up until yeah. now and still wrestles for ACW on a somewhat regular basis so.
4: and we got the Texas Tornado tag no DQ match which saw Scums, Titus and Jacobs beat Elgin and Whitmer. And then the main event, Jay Briscoe successfully defended the title against Davey Richards. Uh, And I think he defends the title again. This coming week, we'll get to picks later on. Now we come to the three Evolve shows, which were pretty interesting themselves, starting off with Evolve 20 from Last Thursday, but was broadcast on Friday. Started off with uh, a pre-show affair with Chase and Ranson Santana, Garrett beating Mercedes, Justine, and Derek Grise. Then the Bravados beat Maxwell, Chicago, and Sugar Dunkerton. Then in the fray, Lince Dorado actually won, beating Tommy Taylor last, or li- eliminating Tommy Taylor last is an interesting, interesting move there. In fact, uh, with eliminations, Everett Strickland and Davis were actually out. The f- the first three to be out, and then it was Caleb, and then uh, Tommy Taylor eliminated by Dorado himself. Uh, Brian Cage beat Chuck Taylor. Tony Neese nice beat Samurai Del Sol. Tom Hawk T T beat Aita. Uh, Johnny Gugano beat Matt Jackson in a non-title match where the Gugano escape and the main event AR Fox successfully defended the Evolve title against Nick Jackson then moving on to the Saturday show Evolve 21 uh, which apparently had some major streaming issues yeah. Which even uh, Gabe Sapolsky did mention, so. I don't know whether they, uh, I don't think they partially refunded it because they admitted the building that they had a crappy internet. Uh, the pre show had a six way scramble, which saw Chasing Rants beat Aaron Agony. Also in the match was JD Amazing, Jack Leduc. Beastie Brody, and Maxwell Chicago. Then, in the first of the USA Versus, Caleb Conley beat Tommy Taylor via roll-up, so USA won. Rest the world, nil. Uh, Lindsay Dorado beat Johnny Vandal. The Bravados beat Derek Rice and Andrew Everett. John Davis beat Chuck Taylor. Apparently, after a three seconds around the world, onto chairs. Dear Lord.
1: I heard that match
4: was really good. Davis and Taylor. Uh, next up, USA versus Mexico Samurai del Sol beating Shane Strickland. So it's USA won, rest of the world won. Well done, del Sol. Uh, Tony Neese and Brian Cage beat the Young Bucks. Then the USA versus Japan match actually became a title match. As AR Fox beat Aita to retain the belt, and also okay, what it, the reason why the belt was put on the line is because Fox challenged Aita to add a King of Chop stipulation. So if I, uh, what it was, if Aita won the chop contest, the evolved title was on the line, and he successfully won the chop contest. So that's why the belt was on the line, but Fox did retain. Uh, then Tomahawk TT beat Johnny Gagano via the night ride. Uh, Gagano says it can't end 2-2 two two for USA versus the world. So Fox enters the ring. And so they then have a tag team match against Tomahawk TT and an Aita. And then John Davis is out and being held back. And Then the young bucks come in and super kick both Aita and Tomahawk which eventually leads to Gagano and AR Fox beating Tomahawk and Aita, giving them the 3-2 win for the night, and that he alone won the war on terror, sits on the KO Tomahawk TT and sings, I'm proud to be an American. Wow. Healish, anybody? Sounds,
1: oh, gargano has been doing this like, for a while. Uh,
5: I just felt that the lead up to that Special bonus uh, main event. It seems overbooked to me, because you had uh, a couple of guys getting involved, and I don't know. It, it just felt a bit overbooked in my opinion. And speaking of the the shipping issues, besides the the Evolve 21, I pay-per-view issues. Apparently, when they uploaded the Evolve 20 show on the Friday, apparently that file was was corrupt and they had to get like a new file and i think it was uploaded like on the saturday afternoon so Wow. it i don't know what's going on with wwn live it, but this pretty much mostly has problems for Dragon Gate usa or vol and it seems like they have inherited the the ring of honor i pay-per-view curse or something i don't know what's going on
4: you should have talked shit last year. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey Koju's only had one eye-pay-per-view, and that cut off at the end before you could see the main event.
1: And then again, you know, kind of looking at, I think maybe eye-pay-per-view in general is just starting to maybe not be the best idea. Hell, even the WWE had problems with their eye-pay-per-view stream of Wrestlemania, although... That was Wrestlemania. That was Wrestlemania. Yeah,
5: true. <laughs> but I, I think another problem is, the problem is more particularly with the Gabe Sapolsky you know, promotions is that there's too many shows too many in shows. one weekend. One
4: weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Um just a quick look. Yeah, they were got the card up now for Revolve Twenty Two, which I believe worked perfectly fine. <laughs> Starting off with uh, Caleb Conley beating Chuck Taylor for the opening match. Then the Shine Showcase, which did see Lee beat Mia Yim. Which then apparently saw the Young Bucks kind of teasing to superkick the women. Good old Young Bucks. And then we had uh, Tony Nice beating Tommy Taylor. Uh, Shane Strickland lost Ben DeHos, beating Andrew Everett and the Bravados, which after the match saw the uh, Bravados basically attack Andrew Everett and leave, I think. That's so a- I think we know the heel is there.
5: That was a big upset um,
4: for
1: Strickland.
5: So
4: yeah, sure. Just
5: trying to give him a push and
4: evolve. Um, I a
1: heel in this match because everywhere else outside of actually I can't say that because it's Car he worked as uh base. So let me rephrase that: it's CZW he's been working as a heel. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, then we next match saw. A.R. Fox beat Lindsay Dorado with the Evolve title on the line. Again, thanks to uh, A.R. Fox putting it on the line. Uh, I, I don't know whether A.R. Fox wants to defend it every night. If so, that's pretty cool. Then uh, Derek Grise was introduced. And issues an open challenge. Brian Cage comes out and beats him in about 30 seconds then Cage takes on John Davis and Davis wins. Then we got Gagano versus Del Sol, which finished with uh, him taking off Del Sol's mask, putting the submission on. Del Sol obviously taps out and then Gagano puts on Del Sol's mask, struts about the ring and I think goes even goes backstage with it. Gagano is uber-heel and... Oh. Dragon Gate evolve
1: and as far as I know he's still acting like a face somewhat it's I uh, I just don't know the best way to describe it I kind of want to say maybe Jericho from last year but even then Jericho was pretty much doing face stuff to get a heel reaction whereas he's acting like a face kind of to the fans or whatever his actions are very or at least very self-motivated I guess is the word yeah but yeah, like, I'm really, and it just sucks I haven't really been able to see any Drag saying I'll be able to watch the Evolves now, but I've been really wanting to see what Gargano's doing, because it sounds interesting to me, like, somebody who's a face, and I'll, I actually kind of like Gargano more as a heel. Although he's a, he's good at, he's good at being the, the top babyface guy as a champ. He just, I don't know, there's just something a little more about Gargano as a heel that comes out. And you're starting to see it, I haven't really seen him as much in Chakar, even though he's never been a face there. <laughs> or not really.
6: Oh, yeah.
1: He's been, uh, for as long as he's been a main guy, he hasn't been a Technico there. So, should be nice there. And then there's like the, you, there's a gif where you see, you think it's Del Sol unmasking, but it's Gargano with Del Sol's mask on. Yeah. At first, I thought that's
4: a pretty, that's a pretty good, uh, yeah, at first, no. At first, I thought it was oh my word, somebody else won the belt, and it's like that isn't his muscle, you know, shape. Something's happened. It's a pretty, it's a pretty sweet swerve. Uh, in the main event for that event as well, of 22, it saw uh, the Young Bucks successfully retain the tag titles against i e. Two and Tomahawk TT. Next, we have uh, CWF Mid-Atlantic's Explosive Elements, which apparently didn't feature any explosives for safety reasons, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, Mecha Mercenary beat Kill Billy, Eric, sorry, Kill Billy Evanbank, sorry. when Zane Dawson returned. Uh, Nick Richards and Jason Miller beat Josh Bishop and Mark James. Eric Grohl, Cedric Alexander and Aaron Biggs beat the Black Watch of Solomon Spades, Chase Dakota and Joe Black. Man Rob McBride beat Manny Garcia. As a result, Garcia must leave the company for 90 days. The Goon Squad of Ro- Walter Eaton and Roy Wilkins beat Kamikaze Kid and Lee Valiant to retain the CWF Mid-Atlantic Tag Titles. Zane Dawson beat Kill Billy Eric Andrews. Then Chris Showsmove Lee beat Ben Tyler to win his first championship of his career. And was Lee's final shot at the title. So, Uh, there you go. Not very good for Lee. Uh, Sorry, yeah. Oh no, Lee did get uh, the win in his last chance, sorry. Uh, Chet Sterling beat Exiris. Exiris, I don't know. With interference from Trevor Lee of the Aftermath. And... Eggsiris called for Rick Converse to reform the dynasty. For the pay-per-view that they've got coming next week. And then... Matty De Niro defeated Trevor Lee... To win his first title in his career as well. So we have a new TV champion. Interesting title changes there, certainly. Uh, next up we've got the 2CW... Squared circle, wrestling. In case you think 2CW might stands for two cents or whatever.
1: But of course we are T C W.
4: Um. So round one of the girls' Grand Prix, seeing Cherry Bomb beat Courtney Rush, Nikki Rocks beat Addie Starr, Serena Deeb beat Nevaeh, and Alison Kay defeat Leah Von Dutch. Then, in the semi-finals, Cherry Bomb beat Nikki Rocks. And Alison Kay beat Serena Deeb after Serena speared the ref and Alison knocked her out with a foreign object. Better have been Canadian. And uh, in the final, Alison Kay lost. Sorry, Sandro. <laughs> to Cherry Bomb. To be uh, the Go- Girls Grand Prix 2. Champion.
1: I think Sandra called the final. I wanna say I called Cherry Bomb winning, but I think I'm pretty sure Sandra called the final.
4: <laughs> yeah, I think so. Well I, I saw way around.
5: Yeah, I somewhat called the finals except uh, Cherry Bomb wasn't in it, so yeah, it was it was
4: close. Cool. Um in the other matches on the card, Sammy Callahan versus Juggernaut Jason Axe doesn't have a result. I don't have a clue what happened there. <laughs> Little Naughty beat Jodie DeMilo. Uh, the two CW tag titles were successfully defended by Punish Vance, like and Kevin the Man Graham, against CK. And in the main event, Isis FX successfully defended against Pepper Parks. But they also announced for the show that they've got on Monday, June 24th, in Binghampton, and a, a tag team rematch announced for their show as well. I think that's the third or fourth time that those two tag teams have gone at each other for the tag team titles. Do so you think they're trying to, f- to say something, that they're the only two tag teams that
2: they've got?
6: Mm-hmm.
4: But interesting match that was announced for the June 24 show. And that's Sammy Callahan, probably his last match, against a certain Rob Van Dam.
1: Another another WWE test he seeming to get. I've noticed that counting this rock, this upcoming Van Dam match, he would have had T C W uh he had he fought uh Morrison and Hardy on the two night of uh was it Living on the Edge or I'll say night of Living yeah. on the Edge. Hope I don't forget the title yeah. <laughs> wrong.
5: But, he had the first
1: one. There we go. Uh, and he's had to face yeah, he's had to face some former WWE stars, maybe a little so Vince relay or don't uh, know Vince maybe Hunter in this three lane to Booker yeah put him in <laughs> oh you're gonna book this guy put that just that would be kind of cool to know WWE kind of does that to try to like oh wait 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 you're booking I no, wait put him with this guy beside
4: yeah. And then finally, CZW presents the 18-plus Underground Chapter 6, which is the co-promotion with WXW in Germany. Saw so Marty Skrull Sc- Marty and Hot and Spicy beat the Keel Holding team. Um, can't tell what the rest of it says, but... Uh, Uh, Then we had Toby Blunt beat Bad Bones for the number one and number 30 places for the shortcut to the top tournament, which I guess will be some point in the future. Carsten Beck beat Robert Shield. Uh, Kim Ray beat Vincent Shield in a shotgun qualifier. The Wanderers beat the Sumerian Death Squad. Uh, A a 10,000 Thumbtacks and Kendo Sticks death match saw Carnage beat James Davis. A Toy Story death match. Wow, that's <laughs> uh DJ High beat Clint Margera. Is he related to Bam? Um and the main event
1: If Bam was British.
4: <laughs> the main event the triangle of ultraviolence, Kenzans and Light Tubes death match saw Drake Younger successfully beat Masahashi Takeda via the Drake's landing and cut a promo afterwards and uh, interestingly as well, DJ Hyde had this to say on Facebook. This was a great tour of Germany. All the WXW guys are great. I can't express how happy and easy it is to work with them. I'm proud to be working with such a great group of people as well as talented wrestlers. I look forward to CCW's return to Germany in October for the World Triangle League. I do want to say a couple of things. As fans, you missed a few special moments in the business. Tommy Budgen, I cannot say how proud I am that you are the WXW champ. I don't know where that was said in the thing. Anyway. So proud and happy, my friend. Drake Younger, I'm more proud of you than anyone. You're my brother. I love you. I'm proud you made the choice to stop doing death matches, and I'll be behind you no matter what 110%. It's such a great moment to see you being one of the best wrestlers in the world. CCW, your family and fans, all cannot give you enough credit. Fans, if you missed this, it must be seen. It's one of those moments after Drake's matches that makes me love the business. Drake, thank you for giving your blood. Now it's time to be the top guy and lead c c w in this business into the future. So the fans, thank you, but I still hate you all. And then I have got younger. I have got Drake's tweets up because it was an interesting series of tweets that he gave. I can't capture the emotions of tonight in 140 characters so I'm gonna fire out a few tweets to try and sum up the feeling I have right now. Tonight was perfect. I fought back tears as I stepped into a ring surrounded by glass for the last time prepared to shed blood for the game that I love. The WXW crowd made tonight really special. Takeda and I had a truly emotional match and it felt so electric. I'm so effing proud of everything that I did on the deathmatch scene. I had a lot of memorable moments and seven solid years of doing them, but now it's time to move on and close that chapter of my career. I'm happy to walk away from it with dignity, support, clean blood, and pride. Thanks to all the great deathmatch workers that risked their lives in these matches with me, trusted me, and made me look good. I'm so relieved. Now it's time to get cracking on my next goal in this business that I truly love so much. Becoming the next motherfucking PWG world champ.
1: Man, I gotta say with all that happened, I hope Drake gets signed by the WWE or TNA one of these days, especially now that he's dropping the deathmatch stuff with his work, I just hope, even if it's for a little bit, that somebody signs him up. Because <laughs> you've heard it from a lot of wrestlers that he's pretty much the nicest guy you could wrestle with. And ever since I've seen Drake Younger stuff, I've been amazed both deathmatch-wise and technical-wise. He's always been... A good technical wrestler. Don't get it twisted. Now that he's starting to get a bigger name for himself, this is a guy who still, so to say, the longest training CZW World Heavyweight Champion. Although I'm pretty sure Masada's going to beat that record <laughs> in a couple. Mm. months. Mm. But yeah, this is yeah. He and you've seen if you, once you've seen All Star Weekend, and if you haven't seen All Star Weekend Nine, what the fuck are you missing out on? Check that out. We've already reviewed it. Come on, yeah, exactly. you're so far behind. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> EWG to get stuff out sometimes, but it's already out. You can go get it. See how over he gets with that crowd in the span of two days in two matches alone. Like, watching that Cole Younger match and knowing what was going to happen, I was still rooting for, like, Drake to just (laughs) be full. And, well, Cole might hold the belt a little longer now that he's not going anywhere. But nonetheless, it it, it, it's, it's a bit of a, a sad chapter, at least for people who do like the deathmatch stuff, but it's more, there's more good coming out of it than bad. And that's always a good thing, especially that he's not gonna maim himself every time he's in the ring. Well, at least not cut and blood and all that. He probably still gets the shit beat down more. <laughs> Nonetheless, glad to see that happen and that he was appreciated for his work and hopefully he can get something out of Not doing deathmatch wrestling for once. Now this guy, he's one. He's one of the only guys, I believe, to have won a deathmatch tournament and a technical wrestling tournament. Having won the T, the last ever Ted Petty Invitational, and he's won tournament of death. I believe he's won King of the Deathmatch as well. So, congratulations, Drake, and happy deathmatch retirement. So,
4: with that, uh, I think that's all for this segment. Uh, Randy, have you got a head off?
1: Yes, I do at this time. So, I will see, or you will hear from me next week. Hear from from the rest of the guys about more which you can hear kind of the same stuff I'll be talking about, but maybe with not as much hindsight as we've had since the past. What is it? Three days now. So you'll probably hear maybe more of that next week. Or just ask me some bullshit on the on Facebook.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you
4: really good old bullshit. Indians, then- good old bullshit. It's
6: always the best. It's always the
4: best result. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, with that, that's all for the news for this week. We went a bit long, but I wanted to try and get everything done there because. Uh, yeah, we had quite a bit of news that I wasn't expecting, and quite a few results to go through. But when we come back, myself and Sandro's rev- kind of full review, I guess, having time for it to sink in, kind of thing, of the Shikara show, the i pay-per-view, the the last one question mark. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> We will see you in a few minutes, guys, for more of the whole indie show here on the S&S Radio Network.
2: Hey guys, JJ Sexay here. Are you looking for the latest news in both professional wrestling and mixed martial arts? Well check out www.wrestling-online.com Sign up for one of the longest running newsletters in professional wrestling over 16 years and just like Wrestling News Live, it's absolutely free. Join over 27,000 other subscribers, wrestling-online.com you will learn
3: to pronounce my name properly.
2: Wrestling What online dot com. What is up, my SNS peeps? I am the sensational
4: sequel, Chunk. And Ashley too, yes it's still my name, I haven't changed it yet.
1: We have
2: this really cool show on the SNS Radio Network. It's called the Open Book. We cover wrestling. We also cover all the biggest gaming news and game reviews.
4: Plus, we've got the latest from the world of film entertainment.
2: This is the open book. Catch us every week right here at the SNS Radio Network. Got
0: to raise a from me. Let's go to our ring and answer.
2: Wrestling fans, your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman. And I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network and I'll see you at the matches. It's go time.
5: JJ Success
0: His charm is so contagious, vaccines have been created for it. Years ago, he built a city out of blocks. Today, over 600,000 people live and work there. He is the only man to ever ace a Rorschach test. Every time he goes for a swim, dolphins appear. Alien abductors have asked him to probe them if he were to give you directions you'd never get lost and you'd arrive at least five minutes early his legend precedes him the way lightning precedes thunder he is JJ the most interesting man in the world he has amassed an incredibly large DVD library and it is said that he never once alphabetized it if he were to mail a letter without postage it would still get there when it is raining, it is because he's thinking about something sad. The pheromones he secretes have been known to affect people miles away in a slight but measurable way. He once punched a magician. That's right, you heard me. His blood smells like cologne. His hands feel like rich brown suede. JJ six he is the most interesting man in the world.
2: I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I listen to Wrestling News Live. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty.
4: here for the second part of this week's All India show with, uh, Sandra and Ashley. Uh, so, Shikara. Yeah. That thing that happened in the week. Mm-hmm. Um, still trying to work, well, this is, I guess this is a review, but for something like this, it's going to take about four years to sink in, probably, to try and make sense, uh. Luckily though, we actually have got a third opinion on this. And this is from Michael Parshall, who did comment on our Facebook page as well, which I'll I'll catch that comment uh in a minute, but he uh sent us an email with his thoughts on all the matches, so we'll incorporate that in as well. Starting off With the pre-show match, which was for free, so if you didn't see this and it was on for free, seriously, it's uh, something that's, something you should have done, to be honest. Well,
5: I missed it, so, you know.
4: Yeah, but you had reasons, (laughs) because you were at work and stuff.
5: Yeah.
4: I'm saying if people didn't know, you know, if people were free that afternoon, they should have watched it and just, you know, watched it for free rather than watched whatever the hell was going on in sports on well, that time. Um, oh, and starting with Michael's thoughts, apparently he was stupid enough to forget about the pre-show and thought it started at four, so he missed it. <laughs> but people told him it was good. Um, Michael, yes, it was good. It was a very strong match for a pre-show to be given away free very impressive Saturine has really developed if you look at some of the stuff she did back towards the latter part of last year she did still look a little a green but the match she had this time with touchdown was up there and she really she's really growing into somebody that is one to watch for in future years it's just a shame that uh, she didn't actually get the win, and Touchdown did retain the title. Hmm. I don't know whether you saw it, Sandra. Uh,
5: which one was it again? I'm
4: sorry. The Touchdown Saturn pre-show.
5: No, I couldn't find it.
4: Yeah, they didn't include that as part of the uh, release stream thing, so... Sandra, that's, it. that's my thoughts on it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <it>.
5: <laughs> i probably will, will i guess my only option if they would add it on the dvd extra i don't know because i i downloaded the the version from smallmouth video so i mean obviously unless they are gonna put it separately i don't know
4: yeah sure so the opening match was special envoy versus Colony extreme force uh, Mike makes a good point here, apparently, which I didn't notice. Uh, Gavin actually announced the Spectral Envoy as the 2013 King of Trios. Oh, <laughs> oh I did So perhaps, perhaps, that's, that, I don't know. I didn't know. Conspiracy? That. Conspiracy or mistake? <laughs> <laughs>
5: I did not notice that. I
4: thought uh, it was 12, but. Yeah. Michael continues, I expected some cheers from the corporate shills that are the Extreme Force, like in their show that they had in Florida, but they were booed right out of the building. Seeing Hallowickad's kicks close up was shocking to say the least. This was perhaps the most serious match Extreme Force has had doing moves instead of showboating endlessly. I don't remember the finish, probably a go to Sleepy Hollow amazing match. Um... Trying to think off the top of my head myself, I don't think it was because it was the Shikara special. I think. Yeah,
5: it was the Shikara special on um, Orbit Adventure Ant. I just want yeah. to call him Space Ant because that's really what it is. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Although, I will Spa- say Space Ant, Snow Ant, and. uh War Ant. North Korean Ant. <laughs> well. <laughs> Okay. Red red Dawn <laughs> Um This was a good strong match it's you know Envoy did a good job Colony Extreme Force for the situation did a pretty good job as well I still think unless we truly know who Colony Extreme Force is which I don't some of the others I kind of have a guess on who they are But not in this... Universe... In certain other universes anyway. The, uh... They they just... uh, Still need a bit of work... The Extreme Force... I don't know if it's supposed to... If if they are like veterans... Under those masks... You'd have thought they'd have done a better job... Because they were not... Doing everything perfect. Like the... There was one bit where two of the ants... Were in the corner acting as a stepping stone. Uh And the other ant tried to go up, the third ant tried to go up them and and slipped off their backs, pretty much. Which wasn't great.
5: Yeah, but then they they tried again and, you know, they pulled it off.
4: Yeah. They did do it later on and did do it and hit it, so full credit to them there.
5: Yeah. Still um a
4: good opening to the actual show itself.
5: Yeah, I gotta agree. This was a really good opening match to start the pay-per-view with. Uh, you know, Both teams looking good, and uh, I gotta say, uh, Orbit Adventure Ant's uh, helmet was great. I enjoyed that very much.
4: <laughs> and the slow-motion entrance. For a minute, I thought Tommy Dreamer had got the pause button again with the remote control.
6: <laughs>
4: Paperclip, King of Trios. And don't get me started on that, because we'll get to that. (laughs) Second match, uh, Dasher Hatfield versus Delirious. Um, This was a pretty strong match, actually. Kind of, Dasher was doing some ungentlemanly things, like he was teasing. But overall, he was still the honourable guy compared to Delirious. Delirious was just completely crazy. Very good match between the two of them. Uh, I think Delirious kind of distracted the referee, which then led to Kobold hitting a huge spear on Dasha, and Delirious getting the uh, roll up in the pinfall.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a you know another uh, good match between the two. Uh, obviously, this was a rematch from the uh, season premiere of uh, Chikara back in February. Um, no, they, they look good, and um, after the match, uh, you know, after Delirious and Cobalt left the uh, the ring, uh, the fans were chanting, uh, where was Touchdown? Because, you know, they would think that Mr. Touchdown would be in Dasher's corner, or at least come out to help him after, you know, Cobalt interfered.
4: Especially considering as well that Dasher was out with Touchdown earlier for the Young Lions Cup.
5: Yeah, Um, one thing I I will mention uh, before the match even started. um, After the first match, uh, I don't know if you noticed it, but for some reason, Icarus came out like at ringside, and then like they went to commercial break. I don't know if you caught that. No, I didn't.
4: Okay, that's interesting. I that's all I
5: can because, say. I, I didn't get it either because you know it was just weird. Like, well, why is hekers out there? And then all.
4: Perhaps he was just checking to see whether Jeanette was there. I guess. I
5: don't know. Because I saw him. He was in the in the in the corner post on the apron, and then that's when they cut the commercial.
4: Uh. Michael says that the crowd was into this match. And uh, delirious looked like a proper psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Colony versus Devastation Corporation, which Michael says, you know, Max Smash Master, Blastunk Massive, and Flex Rumble Crunch, probably the trio with the best names in the history of wrestling. Uh, which is kind of. <laughs> Kind of fair, yeah. Although, I still think Proletarian Bear of Moldova beats it. To be quite honest. Mm -hmm. Um, For Michael, it was Match of the Night. I'd actually say it probably was Match of the Night as well for me. The, The craziness that happened in this, especially when it started off with basically Fire Ant being nearly killed by uh Smashmaster, oh yeah, <laughs> he was just dead for half a thing, and the stuff that uh a sail ant and green ant did was utterly incredible uh some ridiculous some ridiculous dives and everything, not just from the ants also massive and rumble did some pretty impressive aerial stuff but Ultimately, the biggest impressive one was Green Ant basically going up onto the the circle of the seats on the first level of the building, and jumping from there to the guys on the floor. Yeah. Kind of akin to, uh, kind of ECW akin, but also kind of akin to... Must have been one of their previous shows, because I do remember seeing it on the video screen, in inverted commas, in the intro for Under the Hood.
5: Yeah, they they did it in... I'm pretty sure it was in... Was it last Rex or well, High Chikar- I'm pretty sure it happened in Chikarosaurus Rex, but I don't recall if it happened on Under the Hood. It might have, but I do remember the Chikarosaurus Rex IP review. Uh, it didn't
4: happen on Under the Hood, it was just on the video screens. Yeah, but defeated in the intro.
5: Yeah, but both shows were on the Trocadero.
4: Yeah, so that, that it, it certainly looked the same building. So I knew it wasn't. At, it wasn't under the hood itself. It just was in the promo material for it, which made me think it was one of the previous two. Which, if you say that the show was actually in the Trocadero for *Shikara's it Rex*, it's more than likely that one. Yeah. Uh, Mike, well, go ahead.
5: Well, I was gonna say this was a fantastic match from start to finish. A lot of uh, great spots between both guys, and there was one spot that I really enjoyed uh, when uh, Fire ran. He does a head scissor on uh, Max Max master and then in the next motion, he does a he hits a DDT. On Blaster while he was trying, to... yeah, that was the head scissors to the
4: DDT was un- utterly incredible.
5: That was really great. I enjoyed it, and
4: that one move is probably a move of a the year.
5: <laughs> that was great, and of course, uh, Sydney Bacabella got involved during the match, and uh, Green and put a stop to him by super kicking him, sending him out uh, by the guardrail. And basically the end, the finish came when uh, Green Ant locked on the uh, Texas Cloverleaf on Blaster McMassive for the win.
4: Yeah, an impressive win there. Uh, Michael continues to say that everyone looked good, although Rumble Crunch didn't do much. Like Wolf Bitzer, he must have put all his points into having an awesome name and not much else. He did some bits. Certainly, he had some interesting... Interactions throughout it, probably not as much as Smashmaster and McMassive because they've been the more established tag team guys. But it was an impressive debut, from, at least from what I've seen of Flex Rumble Crunch. Yeah,
5: uh, Flex, he looked uh, he looked decent. I will say that. I'm not saying he looked like you know great and you know awesome or anything, but you know for what it was, you know he was there for the purpose and you know to help out his partners. And I'm kind of surprised that uh Blaster didn't try to do a dive this time, <laughs> but I guess there was no space for him to a- attempt to do one so
4: yeah that's interesting uh let's have a quick look that segment wasn't in that place, so I'll just move that Michael to the appropriate place where well, it did happen. Uh, next up, the casket match. The sarcophagus match, whatever you want to call it. Amasis versus Ophidian. Uh, Michael said this was the match I was looking forward to the most because I had a minor... I must have had a minor brainerism and forgot that coffin matches have never been that great. There was some annoying lout next to me in Mr. Touchdown shirt who kept shouting a name babble during the match as if he was trying to get himself over, even chanting sarcophagus. <laughs> classy he kept it up throughout the night despite being shushed by the fans around him this guy is the worst kind of fan not a bad match but it felt like it was going on forever it was a good match for a casket match it was one of the strongest ones that I've seen admittedly it did go on it, I, I think we kind of timed it during the thing it went for over half an hour which seems incredible but it did, The thing is, the longness of the, the. The longness? The length of the match kind of did have a meaning when we saw that ending. And no, I'm not talking about the ending to the entire show. I'm just talking to the ending of, like, the first half. Which was very intriguing with Ophidian being unmasked, only to have Ophidian. Wearing an old-school Amasis mask, mm-hmm. before he was put away in the sarcophagus for good, which makes you wonder what the See, that's the thing that quite a lot of people have said. Everybody's talked about this whole Shikara conspiracy thing and what's happened from that, yet nobody's brought up that Ophidian had Amasis's mask on.
5: I guess people forgot. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the thing is, I don't think people expected for Ophidian to wear the mask, you know? So, many people didn't expect that to happen. I mean, myself, uh, you know, probably including everybody that was watching it, we were, as, as far as Chicago regular fans, you know, we were surprised by seeing Ophidian wearing his old mask. We were like, whoa! Like, you know, it was just really surprising. And I got to say, uh, personally, I thought it was some great storytelling in the match itself. Uh, I know a lot of people were saying that, you know, it went way too long. And uh, I guess to an extent I would agree. But at the same time, I wasn't um, I wasn't complaining for, like, oh, this is going way too long. Just finish it already. I was entertained throughout the entire match. Uh, I wasn't bored with it uh when it went a bit too long, there were some good spots in the, in the match. Uh, one of the spots, which I can't believe they actually did this, but it happened on the entrance ramp where, um, Ovidian hit a, a Canadian destroyer right on the eight, right on the entranceway. I was like, what the hell? That was, <laughs> <it> was crazy. <laughs> and of course the, the finish, which I, I thought was great. In my opinion, uh basically what happened uh ophidian managed to hypnotize amasis and he basically forced amasis to head to the casket uh forcing him to put himself in the casket and as ophidian was trying to close the lid uh amasis, amasis stopped, stopped it. him he blocked yeah. the the lid from closing completely And that's when they were starting to fight again. And this this is when Amasis took uh, Ophidian's mask. And once Ophidian had the old Amasis mask, he he told Amasis, just end it already. And then uh, Amasis grabbed Ophidian and put him in the casket and closed the lid and he wins the match. And as I said, I thought it was great storytelling, in my opinion. Uh, I enjoyed the match for what it was. And... One thing that does uh, intrigue me is how will Ophidian return as far as outside of the Chikara universe because Ophidian is active outside of Chikara. So I'm just wondering if how they're going to explain it, you know?
4: Yeah. It's got to have some meaning. Somewhere.
5: Well, One thing I will say though is that uh, Amasis hasn't been on social media since the pay-per-view.
4: Quite a lot of people haven't been on social media since the pay-per-view.
5: Well, I'm, I'm just saying, just for, you know, Fidian.
4: True, yeah. Fidian and Amasis, I think neither have. And the next up is uh, actually some of the stuff from Michael during the intermission. He went to go get a bubble tea from Chinatown, but the Condor security guy wearing the jumper wouldn't let him bring it in. Mm. What a complete rudo, he says. <laughs> the wrestlers were out selling shirts and autographs. Bryce was shaking his shirt around and waving it in people's faces. <laughs> a bit random.
5: Uh, good old Bryce.
4: So then we come to match five, the hair versus hair match, loudspeaker versus danced. Which, wow, for what it was, you weren't expecting a you know a masterpiece, especially with the limited training loudspeaker had
5: that we know of,
4: yeah, that we know of, but it was still a pretty damn good match, and the the ending was the ending, I think Sandro and. By that, I called, but I didn't think it would actually happen with loudspeaker winning. But what we did see is Jakob Hammermeyer have enough. Mm -hmm. Because Don's been a dick throughout it. Veronica gave the baton over, because obviously, hair versus hair, I don't think it's a... Or tried to get a... You know, she handed it to him as if he was going to use it to try and distract the referee. And what does Donce do? Just snap it in half. I don't want your courtesy. I'm going to do it myself. Well, it's a bit act- strange.
5: Well, actually, what happened was Donce asked for the pair of scissors. And instead of Veronica giving him the scissors, she gives him the baton. And that's why he got mad and he you know, broke his head. Oh, okay. And then he says, No, I don't want this. I want the scissors, damn it. And then he just throws it in her face after he did that.
4: So then. Uh... Yeah, Jakob uh, goes off into the Chikami and leaves. And then. Gav. I think that was after. Uh, what was it? Weapon of Hammermire Destruction.
5: Mm hmm.
4: And Gavin just about manages to do a suplex off the top and gets a free count.
5: A superplex on the top, yes.
4: Yeah, superplex, sorry. So. Danced has to shave his head again, which at first it's like, oh my word. Hang on. He's just going to shave Gavin, isn't he? Because this time, Gavin hasn't got up. He is still pretty much, you know. He kind of did like what's her name did on uh, Victory Road 2009 sells it like death. I can't remember her name, but.
5: Oh, that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about.
4: Yeah. But, uh... Donst all he does is he grabs the ra- the razor and you're thinking, Oh, wow. He's going to shave Gavin's hair off. But then, he just cuts his own hair off. And then just walks out. During yeah. this time, Veronica's left. Steve Turtle has left. Everybody's just gone. hmm Which, pretty interesting move. Um... Michael's thoughts on it was, I was wrong about this one. I didn't think they'd have Donce lose another hair match. Maybe this is how he's going to save on haircut costs. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin comes out looking like a string chicken. Yeah. The crowd's into everything and everything in this match. They loved Gavin's failed stunner. Yeah, I remember that. He went for a stunner and... <laughs> <laughs> Don's nose-ordered.
5: That was really funny, I will say.
4: Tim's abused ret- return turn against... Or reach, 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 I don't know what that is. Abuse, turn against him or whatever. How am I hits a crappy punch on Donst and gets superplexed by Gavin to so the loudest pop I've seen for that move? Gavin sells like death. All the crowd gives out to Donst. But that was still a pretty strong match. Then we come to nope. the. Hey,
5: wait, wait. I just want to get my thoughts on the match. Oh, sorry. Um. I thought it was a good match here. Um, uh, another good storytelling in the match, in my opinion. Um, Gavin did pull off a couple of uh, successful moves. You know, he pulled off a uh, hurricanrana, which kind of surprised Tim Dunst. Um One of the things that I thought was really weird um, during the match, uh, Tim Don grabbed, he actually did eventually get the pair of scissors. He cuts a a lock of Gavin's hair and then decides to eat it. Which I did not understand why he did that.
4: I don't think he swallowed it.
5: Oh, yeah, that's true. He he didn't swallow it.
4: He just stuffed it in his mouth. Yeah. which Perhaps he needed extra roughage. I don't know.
5: I guess. I don't know. But, uh, you know, we finally get the payoff with uh, Jakob finally, you know, going against Tim Don. And now, well, we'll get to that later. But you know, I'm finally glad to. Now see we'll it have to chaos. see where
4: that goes. Yeah, if we'll, it goes, well, we'll
5: get to that later. But
4: <laughs> well, no, I- because this is when it starts, arguably, which we'll discuss in more detail. But then we have this kind of segment as we come back from a mini advert or something. Derek Sabato is in the ring. Uh-huh. The guy that's been fired from Shikara. So why is he there? And says, um, oh, there's some things you need to know about the people that own this company. And he said, yeah. Those of you who follow me on Twitter, I've, ju- I've just tweeted a photo of the people in charge. Including Mr. Conrad Vavasour. Which is uh interesting. We'll we'll do more details on that. But basically through that time um, All people would during the next match, which was um Pieces of Hate versus three point for the tag titles Champion Altos de Bure Um Nobody was watching the match. At least Quite a lot of the internet wasn't watching the match when they were had an pay per view During this time, they were going across 15 different websites trying to verify what it was that Sabato did. And what was going on. Mm. So quite a bit of the match I missed. Second time around, still a very strong match. Uh, pieces of Hate getting the first fall... 3.0 getting the second fall and then, I think it was a sub. I'm trying to think what submission it was. Was it a Boston crab?
5: Uh, I'll give the full details on the all the falls. Um, oh, the first fall ca- came when uh, Deshard hit a uh, double foot, double foot stomp. Excuse me, on uh, Shane Matthews to win the first fall. Uh, second fall came when uh, 3.0 hit a. I guess that a, a assisted uh, code breaker on the shard, uh, to get the uh-huh. second fall, and the third fall comes uh, when the shard locks in a ankle lock on Shane Matthews. Uh, Shane was uh, pretty much knocked out at that point because during the third fall, uh, Jigsaw and Shard they were going after uh, Shane, his ankle. And then we're doing a lot of damage to it. And by the time he locked in the ankle lock, Shane just passed out. And, you know, the ref, uh, raised his arm three times. Shane Matthews did not respond by that. And then they rang the bell. Match is over. And we have new, uh, Chicara, Campeones de Parejas. And I gotta say, uh, this was another good match here. Uh, the uh-huh. fans, the fans were split. Um, Throughout the entire match, uh, very good showcase for Deschard and Jigsaw.
4: Pretty even, yeah. Actually, it was a pretty even split. People wanted 3.0 to win. People wanted Pieces of Hate to win. So good showcase by them. Actually, kind of pleased to see Pieces of Hate win because obviously storyline can continue there. Oh wait, we'll get to that. Uh, going back to the segment and what came from it and the uh, pieces of hate. Uh, yeah, Sabato comes out and does a segment I didn't entirely understand. Posted a pic on Twitter. I don't have a smartphone so I had to either wait to see the pic or breathe down the neck of the guy in front of me. I took the latter option. <laughs> Most, oh sorry, some members of the crowd shouted for Twi- the Sabato's Twitter handle but didn't tell them what it was. But some people wanted to know but didn't. Then regards to the actual tag team match. Pretty good match. Was surprised to see a team called Pieces of Hate get such a favorable cow reaction. Although he could hear Shane Matthews calling a spot due to him being so loud. Well done, Shane. And then we come to the main event. Icarus versus Eddie Kingston for the Grand Championship. Shikara. Worth noting here to start off with, uh, Marty Gennetti never turned up at ringside. The chair was always empty. Icarus was dressed up like a rocker, or a new rocker.
5: Yeah, he, he dressed up as uh, Marty Gennetti uh, circa, uh, uh, I guess,
4: 1993? Leave Cassidy years in the mid-90s.
5: Well, I want to say 93 because I'm pretty sure I saw that attire that, at that point when he had to
4: okay. his first run.
5: Yeah, Icarus was dressed like his idol, you know, Marty Gennetti, for this match. and Of course, he invited Marty Gennetti to be in the front row for his match, and Marty didn't show up. So, not sure that's supposed to... Uh, I guess to be a gag on Marty, you know, knowing him, no-showing certain events.
4: Or perhaps it was storyline.
5: Maybe. That's possible. Uh,
4: Michael actually describes it as an early 90s Marty Chinetti slash Fresh Prince of Bel-Air outfit. (laughs) Sounded like the crowd was mixed, but it wasn't. It was all in favor of Icarus. One guy was cheering for Kingston really loudly. I didn't see the tag Grand Prix, but he must have done something pretty heinous to get the crowd boo so heartily. Yeah, he killed Archibald Peck. Yeah, you know, actually killing somebody in the ring can normally have an effect on your career.
5: Plus, not the fact that he was not liked in Chicago, starting with uh, AAW on the first night, which was the Friday. So.
4: Yeah, yeah, very true. Um, sorry, sorry for the yawning people, but um, I am nearly into hour twenty of being up because I had to be up very early, and I'm still recording this at ludicrous times. Yeah, he, he's start, in the. It's not. Yeah, it's not he's, outside.
5: Yeah, he's in the UK, so right now he's like way into overtime.
4: Well, no, because normally I actually get up in the afternoon my time. It's just this, just this one time. I had to get up like normally in the morning, and it's like, yeah, really pushing it. Where is the uh, pussy in the can? If you look that up on the internet, there is a there is a energy drink called Pussy. Wow. Don't ask me why, but it, apparently, so, uh, proceeds of it do go to like uh, ovarian cancer. Wait well. a
5: minute Wait, i I think I've heard of it um I know there was a like a video review of it. I think I remember uh, seeing that <laughs> I remember,
4: uh, Ashens, i think did a review of pussy and a cat If you I, search I, for it somewhere
5: i know um dog Walker uh the nostalgia critic, did a review of it, <laughs> which is hilarious. yeah
4: he probably did it as well because obviously Ashens is part of the Tgwtg kind of stuff. Uh, t- t- uh, uh, continuing with Michael, some of, some of his thoughts. Bryce sells the shock quite well of the fans cheering for Icarus. Kingston heals out hard by grabbing the cup of the kid standing next to me. Wow. He grabs some kid's cup. And by that we mean beverage cup, not any sort of other, like, protective cup. Please. Uh loudmouth touchdown shirt guy yelled about that to annoyance of most people. <laughs> people were pretty upset after the Triple H champ from Icarus after the pedigree and wings of Icarus happened. And then after a ref bump, Kingston gave Icarus three stiff as hell chair shots from the vacant seat that was reserved for Marty Gennetti, who was no doubt off... (laughs) Okay, this is the opinions of Michael and not anybody on the network. No doubt off in some murky alley doing some pills. (laughs) Oh my god. Wow. Yeah, I I don't think I'd go that far, Michael, but... well, I think it might be storyline that, why he wasn't there.
5: Well, Eddie Kingston was you know, being the crap out of Icarus, like he stole something. You
4: know, so... Mm, True. So then we got to the end. Icarus managed to get the Shikara special on Kingston. Kingston was nowhere near the ropes. He'd passed out, because you knew he wasn't going to tap out. Bryce raised the hand once, fell to the mat. Then we cut to Wink Vavasur, who's completely dishevelled and whatever. And then all of a sudden, 20 to 25 Condor security people turn up, take away Kingston, take away Icarus, take away Bryce, the set is pulled down, and... uh a la Soprano style, the feed cuts to black and just gets cut off completely. And we see no more of the show. So, the big announcement is there was no big announcement. Which in itself is a swerve. And, you know, in hindsight, I have to say that's brilliant, because it it was a brilliant ending, because it left it all up in the air. It left you wondering what the hell was going on. I mean, for the first hour of a Slammiversary I pay per view. Anniversary was still trending above TNA. Yeah, which might tell you quite a bit. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, very interesting stuff going on. Uh, your thoughts on the match and uh, the actual things that happened at the end, without going into too much detail, because we're going to save that for in a minute.
5: Okay. Uh, the match itself, um, it was good uh, pretty much until Condor interfered. Um, I enjoyed the fact that the crowd was solely behind Icarus and pretty much proving that, in a way, he was already the babyface in the match, although he hasn't officially turned by that point. Uh, Of course, Eddie Kingston was definitely uh, portrayed as the heel. Um, Of course, didn't really give a a flying fuck if they cheered him or not. And, of course... um, the ending, I didn't mind. I didn't mind the ending. Uh, pretty much for what you said, Ashley. Um, of course, um, the people that were watching the pay per view the ones that were complaining, those were pretty much new to Chikara. Uh, they weren't aware of what the storyline was Was happening at that point?
4: Which is always the risk if you're doing stuff online.
5: Yes, that is true.
4: People that aren't embedded in the folklore of it are going to catch it and get confused by what's going on. Mm -hmm. Which is why everything that's developed from it is a very risky move for Shikara. If it works, it could be one of the best things that they've done. Storyline-wise. If not, this could legit be the nail in the coffin for Shikara. Because, you know, breaking key, Fabe, this is all for storyline purposes. You know, we'll talk about that more in the third segment. But this is all for storyline purposes. But if the actions that they do result in... There being no interest for when it does come back, they've shot themselves in the foot. And also the leg, and the hip, and kind of the lower abdomen. Not at the upper chest just yet, That somehow the heart and the lungs are okay. But pretty much the rest of it has just been hacked off probably like by one of those David Copperfield saws. Perhaps perhaps they can split split each other in half and see the toes move. I don't know. <laughs>
5: and one thing I want to mention, um when I when I got home from work, um I was I was definitely checking on Twitter to see what was the up to date stats on the pay per view, and by the time I logged in, uh the show had already been over. And I was reading the comments as far as what was the up to date play by play and then I read what happened, I'm like, okay, it sounds interesting, and it sounds like something Chikar would do. And then when I saw the actual footage, um, I was fine with it, as I said. Now, I was reading the reaction uh, literally minutes after the show ended, and a lot of them were very negative, uh, mostly because of the ending.
4: I like the
5: Xbox One. <laughs> you know that's a very good comparison. And several of the comments that I've been reading throughout the IWC, uh, I noticed there was one person that was reviewing the show, and he said it was the first time he had ever saw Chikara. Period, as far as a complete show. And he said it's the first time I've seen it, and it will be the last time I will see it because he was not. The person was not happy with the end result as far as the ending is concerned. And I saw a lot of similar reactions. A lot of people were not happy with them with the ending. And as I said before, they're not familiar with the Chikara product.
4: Plus what the storyline has developed from hasn't been very that hasn't been very easy to find. And especially with what's developed since the thing's finished, you wouldn't have found hadn't it been for, you know, hearing certain mentions on other radio shows and other podcasts or whatever and tracking from there. And from there, the web of intrigue is growing bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, it was originally about the size of a Walmart, it's now about the size of Lower Manhattan.
5: Well, here's the thing, though. I thought that um, leading up to the pay-per-view, I thought Jakara has been doing a good job as far as uh, giving some insights for all the matches throughout their social medias, mostly through their YouTube shows, whether it's their podcast of Go-Go's, their anniversary reports, and you know, so on. I thought that they yeah. did a, a good job to it. And yet, you know, people st- were still complaining about the ending, most of it. But the thing that it seems that people seem to forget is you still got a great wrestling show. Yeah. Regardless of the ending, you still had a good wrestling show. So in source, you did get your money's worth. And, uh... To an extent, I could understand why they're all butthurt about the ending. But at the same time, as much as a uh, a diehard for Chikara, I know why they're doing this, and I understand it. And when you talk to other Chikara fans, they enjoy the ending as well. They have nothing to complain about.
4: So, Sandra, do you want to start first with your review grade? Because I think we can both say now, Match of the Night was the six-man tag with Colony and Devastation call.
5: Oh, yes, definitely.
4: We can both be agreed with that, but what's your grade?
5: Uh, grade for the show, I will give it a A minus. I thought the matches were Good to great. Of course, the you know, as you said, the Colony Devastation Corporation match was fantastic. Uh, my only complaint about the show was the lighting uh, for the venue. <laughs> it was very dark. It was not very lit as their past shows in the Trocadero. but I I understand why it was simply to, to build up the ending of the show.
4: So they didn't have to smash the lights when they took the set down.
5: (laughs) I guess. But at the same time, throughout uh, some of the matches early on, like the sarcophagus match and the hair versus hair match, there were some points where it was a bit difficult to see. So that's really my only complaint about the show. Uh, I didn't see the pre-show match, so uh, I can't get my thoughts on that. But... The show itself is worth getting. I will say that right now. Um, You can get the show on uh, smartmarkvideo.com. You can either, as of now, you can get the edited version of the iPay-Per-View, which is on um, smvod.com. I know they are working on getting a final version of the show which will take about maybe two or four more weeks, uh, as well as the physical DVD to come out. So if you want to see the edited version, uh, it's still worth getting regardless. So I recommend to go get it.
4: Yeah, definitely. Now, the way I'm going to grade it is on two different aspects. As who I am, I'm going to give it the same as I did back when I did the live pick, and that's an A-. Overall, it was a great show, although I think the placement of the Sabato segment did kind of hurt the, uh, the tag team title match, and then the ending kind of... I was expecting it, but I didn't expect it in such a way... To just leave it completely just hanging. Although I should have done. But anyway. I'm also going to grade it on a response to... You know, somebody that's probably watching the product for the first time. And doesn't know the storylines. And that, um, with that, I have to give it a B-. minus. The ending will confuse quite a lot of people. But you can't deny, even if you didn't like the storyline that happened with the main event. The storyline and the matches that happened in the other six matches was perfectly brilliant. You know, there's nothing to complain about with them. They did what they had to do. So, yeah, that's... That's my grading for that one, certainly. Now, when we come back, we do have a few... um bit of pics to do. I've also got a few emails, but first thing when we come back is continue this talk on Shikara and pretty much cover everything that's happened in the past week. The fallout of what happened from Anniversary and Never Compromise. So with that, uh, we're going to take a quick break And we'll see you in a few minutes, everybody.
0: The SNS radio network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes.
2: When I want, I, okay, I, wa- I caught SmackDown again. I caught, Sh- I Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich.
0: Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from Headlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the Norcal Independence. Running the ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me. It's me. It's the D O W G, the Road Dog, Jesse
2: James, present. What's going on? This is Kazarian, and this is the Fallen Angel, Christopher
0: Daniels, and future.
1: Hey guys, it's Dream of
0: and so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes right here on the S N S
1: Review Network. <laughs>
0: exclusively on the S.M.S. Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. The following is a public service announcement from Wrestling News Live.
3: Reasons not to marry
2: a porn star. Did you hear the news that uh, Tito Ortiz was arrested for domestically abusing his uh, his girlfriend Jenna Jameson? Well, he probably tried to fuck her and it was like throwing a hot dog down the hallway and he just said, What the fuck? Where'd you been? Slap! <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the quote from Triple H a couple years back when he said, You know, even a 747 looks uh, small flying in the Grand Canyon. I mean, how can you, in all honesty... Be a person not in the porn industry, married to a porn star, and be okay with it. (laughs) You know what? I have a serious problem with that. I mean, let's say she's got an early shoot. She gets up, she washes her pussy and goes to work. (laughs) Then you wake up, and while you're eating pancakes, she's fucking somebody else. While you walk to the mailbox to get the mail, she's fucking somebody else. When you come inside and turn on the TV and have a cup of tea, she's fucking somebody else. Then she's having lunch while you're taking a nap in your lazy boy. She comes back from lunch and punches in and starts fucking somebody else. <laughs> then she comes home. You tell the bitch that you want dinner. She makes you something in the microwave and goes to bed. And you're jacking off because she spent all day fucking somebody else. You're having tea She's getting tea bagged
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh I love this show This has been a public service announcement Brought to you by the good folks at Wrestling News Live
4: Welcome back to the final segment of this week's Hold Indie Show with Sandra and Ashley. So, continuing on the Shikara front and the aftermath of everything that happened, we'll continue on with uh, Michael's email. With regards to the aftermath, a disheveled and possibly battered wink comes down, accompanied by the security breaks up the Shikara special, declares the show over, and demands everyone leave. They trash the set, revealing Gavin lying prone, either fainted or dead, on the sarcophagus behind the curtain. The crowd chants, we won't leave. They then begin to leave after three minutes, realizing nothing else is going to happen. So much for that. Apparently one fan punched or otherwise cracked the glass leading to ruins of a riot, but I didn't see it. One of the Condor security guys said to a fan, leave now or we'll make an example of you. The fan told him in a matter-of-fact tone that he probably wouldn't be allowed to beat up a fan. The guard then sheepishly went up to the balcony to usher more fans out. There were no wrestlers left at the end except Dasher Hatfield, who was leaving through the main entrance. Not sure what to make of that overall it was a good show with one of the most bizarre endings i've ever seen i stuck around until it was one of the last people left i can assure you that there was no riot and most fans were completely satisfied myself included there was one nine-year-old kid who chanted we want refunds you got to see <laughs> awesome matches and kids under 12 got in free. and you still chant that wow. <laughs> so thanks for that mike um so, yeah, that's an interesting thing. I don't think it's been picked up on anything else. Gavin is lying prone on the sarcophagus. Hmm. So ever since he finished that match, he's practically been dead or exa- exhausted.
0: Which is interesting.
4: Dasha Hatfield leaves for the front door. From what we can tell from other reports, Bryce Remsburg has been fired.
5: Supposedly, we're, we don't have any confirmation on that. But that's Yeah. What we're led to believe that supposedly Wake fired
4: him. Yeah. For, so, well, mainly because it, it apparently it was mentioned on the thing. Bryce says, "Hang on, isn't that Archibald Peck?" So apparently, he was there although I don't remember seeing him.
5: Yeah, I I couldn't see um, anybody with the bad lighting, so I'm probably under the impression that maybe Archie was on the opposite side of the uh, balcony. Maybe, I'm not sure, but apparently he was there, and you could clearly hear it on the audio, of course. uh LFC wasn't on mic when he said that. He was, like, away from the mic. But, of course, uh Dasher did make a, a mention of it. And we didn't see him. And, of course, this does involve with the, I guess, conspiracy, which has now, I guess, has gone so out there that we don't even know where to start now. <laughs>
4: Yes, uh, I mentioned it in the second segment. I've lost all track due to my lack of sleep. Uh, how it went from a Walmart to the size of Lower Manhattan? I got it wrong. It's the size of New York City itself. And all the boroughs. Yeah, how? New York State. Let's do it like that. It's just, it got bigger just in the little bit of research that we did in the break. Especially, no private army the day before the show, they put a thing up about head Condor takes flight firing massacre, which relates to actually a story which was a big story in the news late last year, early this year, which if you may remember those of you who did who did see the news, uh, three thousand workers worked out. Walked out of like a uh, a South African diamond mine or something, and the security decided the best action to try and make them work again because it was an illegal strike. Uh, they decided to kill them. Now what they're what they're kind of relating to is the Condor security. and T-Talk Conglomerate has been involved in this kind of stuff since 2010. Seriously, I doubt it, but you never know. But basically, you know, bringing on Condor and Prometheus, and it will only be after the American angle has been absolved of wrongdoing and admitted from public proceedings, it ends. But then, the interesting thing is, out of all these blogs that have been going on apparently for the last six, seven years this is the first one to have comments at the bottom one called boo dog says we must stand together as brothers and sisters in total solidarity we cannot let them win and then dense man one says I'm sorry I couldn't be in Philadelphia today reports say you successfully escaped you're not alone we need to go on the offensive against Titor before it's too late we need an army and I know just the man to put it together. I know it's hard to trust anyone knowing what you know, but you have supporters. We exist in the shadows and we defend those speaking truth to power. Chicanonymous That's a hashtag by the way Chicanonymous. And then it spins a little further because the podcast over at pw ponderings apparently received a interesting message while they were doing their show from a twitter account by the name of regular human guy or its display name is not a space monster the logo that is used for not a space monster and i didn't think i'd be going to this Relates to Kaiju. <laughs> <laughs> and the logo looks very similar to the Baby thing. That Kung Fu Chicken Noodle has been looking after ever since its mother got killed like ages ago. This is the same kid that was taken away from him by, I think it was the... Oh, the Metal Man or whatever they were. I think there was an iron one and a steel one. Oh, oh I might have to look at the Kaiju page or something.
5: I I forgot who you, the names, but I know who you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, like a family.
4: Yeah. But this space monster's been tweeting like, "Oh, you know, I miss Japan, great wrestling." Wink, Conrad. Why aren't we friends anymore? Lots of interesting stuff. Uh. Why don't I look like my dad? Which, if it is Kung Fu Chicken Noodle, that does explain it, because Kung Fu Chicken Noodle looks nothing like it.
5: But there was one interesting uh, tweet, I guess, and that when... This was when this account was first created, which was on the... Of course, June 2nd, which was uh, the day of the uh, the per view for Chikara. And its first message was to Chikara's Twitter account,
4: saying, "Great says, job, and,
5: yeah,
6: go ahead, right.
4: rest, yeah, great job with human wrestling." Tito is wise to invest in us. I mean, you. This is a bit interesting. And then, uh, just look. We're <laughs> I'm, I'm scrolling through this as we look, you know. Your profile pic reminds me of Sky Deviler. There's the name. Sky Deviler. Happens to know who that is. Well, why and don't... The interesting thing is his reply is a Beatles song. What has the... What were the titles for all the Shikara stuff? After Never Compromise? George Harrison songs. And George Harrison was a member of the Beatles. And there was one...
5: um I guess another interesting tweet when they were, when this thing was contacting to uh, the people at PW Ponderings, and it says...
4: Oh, "The Why are the human fans mad about great and illustrious changes? The universe has changed. Galaxies clash. New clusters form. Kind of implying that Probably the new clusters are the wrestling is-, 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 is Maybe. Which if you again, relating to my previous thing, is a risky move by Shikara outside of the storylines. Because quite a lot of the wrestling is shows have not had that good attendance. No. Apparently, the show that happened on Mother's Day, I think, was Wrestling... Was it Wrestling is Art, or...? I believe it was. Had 35 people.
5: Although, I think the, the first set of tapings for the first uh, Wrestling with Art shows did well.
4: Yeah, the the first ones actually did do well. It's just and that, and that quite was infamously... That- I think that was supposed to have its first show in, like, November or December... Which got cancelled, um,
5: and that was back in February.
4: Yeah, they had they've had other shows in the Wrestling is franchise where they've had to cancel the show. Wrestling is Cool cancelled. Um, Kaiju hasn't obviously because that's been around longer and has now sort of been incorporated due to. Storylines and everything seems to have been incorporated in
5: to Shikara. Wrestling is awesome. They had to cancel one of the shows.
4: All I did like the fact is, um, after hearing what happened, the Batiri, who obviously weren't on the card, just tweeted, shit. (laughs) And Space Monster replies, no need. And somebody replied to both of them and said, actually, regular human guy, we do need to do that. Research better. (laughs) No more questions, please. I need 30 winks. Stop talking about winks. Breakfast is delicious, but why does McDonald feed others his embryos? Okay. Is that... Oh, okay. Somebody's saying uh, the Beastie Boys song. Do you spell it Sabatogi. So it's not sabotage it's sabato dash ge okay just uh, there's loads of stuff there but then it got interesting on the 5th of June because then all of a sudden they started replying to two other twitter accounts one which was condor security and the teetor conglomerate tweeting various different things uh... the teetor conglomerate one uh... is basically saying to people um, we're liquidating the chicago assets of so the merchandise and equipment so if you're interested get in contact with them and then the Condor one has also had some interesting tweets. And see, I don't know how much of an exclusive this is to everybody and whether they found it. Cause it's certainly, there's a whole load of interesting stuff here that I, we, we can't even scan through in the time that we've got. Just, just having a quick look. Contrary to what you believe. There are no safe places. This is from Condor, by the way. Uh, no more screw-ups. That wasn't supposed to happen. You'll thank us later. Rest well. Your safety is our priority. Leave the past behind. Mm-hmm. And then she, hashtag Shikara memories because people asked for Shikara... They basically did hashtag Shikara memories because they were teasing that it would be the end of it. And so the the... Condor's reply is everything is distorted, and reality is relative. And okay, th- there they just put up a phone number. I want to know what the phone number is. Oh, apparently the phone number is uh. The phone number is a Minnesota area number. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Uh, just trying to look. The War King is free. Where are the others? And th- and then another Shikara Memories one, which is a bit intriguing. That Darkness Crabtree versus mixed martial arts, the exhibition match was very interesting.
5: And <laughs> one thing that I should mention: both the kondo Security Twitter account and the. T tour conglomerate Twitter account were both created on June fourth, which was the Tuesday.
4: Mm-hmm. Back to the future, what a silly movie! Delicious, delicious apples. We all shared some apples after Sunday. Apparently, because they're high in pot- high in po- hang on, high in potassium. How do you feel about bananas? Okay, somebody asked, how do you feel about bananas? And then somebody said, are they fun? And in reply, they said, they're part of a healthy and balanced diet. They can be fun too, I suppose. Oh my God. This is... And then that gaunt pest. Oh, that was a huge mistake. Kind of... Re- apparently, some people think that's relating to Gavin. Loudspeaker. And the fact that he could be dead. I don't know. I don't know how T-Tor... Okay, so another thing that I've just noticed here. Space Monster basically tweets um, about... implying about McDonald's or something like that. And now T-Tor is saying we're looking to expand our portfolio into convenience food. Okay. We love pro wrestling. That's why we work for your security and well-being. We thought everybody liked that loudspeaker guy and you dared to call him a gaunt pest, fine. Oh, so okay, the gaunt pest could be bright, I don't know. There's, um... Okay, what's this? You're all... Pu- okay, somebody asked them, you're all pure blood. And the reply was, no, but certain members of t are. Enough talk. God almighty this
5: <laughs> A lot of uh, hidden messages throughout those tweets and as the days go on they... But wait we,
4: we didn't even get to the the, the interesting one yep. Another person that's been in communication with this space monster is at Shikara Non or Shikara, an- Sh- Shikara Anon Basically take the word Shikara and put an N-O-N on the end The interesting thing is the description for the Twitter page here says Militant, taking the fight to the T-Talk conglomerate since 2013 and is apparently from parts known. What that means, not entirely sure. But the first tweet from this account, which is from the 3rd of June, or possibly the second, I need to check on the... uh, I oh, know 1:17 p.m., so it would have been probably at the time. The first tweet is: "Wink Raversor eating an apple as Shikara dissolves around him." Remind me again of Emperor Nero's fate. And you see behind him, Gavin loudspeakers lying on top of the coffin. Somebody tending to him. I think it's the doctor. And that's all you see, which is a bit. Bit weird. The grand championship neatly presented on the stage as Condor secure as des- Condor security destroys the set. Men hope the snack was worth it. We know about you and your dad now. Your sins have found you out. Wow, this is, and this is the one that's actually kind of bringing up the no private army stuff. So it kind of all, it's now all going into one weird circle. Condor thugs intimidating innocent photographer. I think. That's a very unclear image, but it probably is. Yeah. It's Terrorizing the, uh, women.
5: The regular uh, photographer for the Chikara event.
4: Yeah. son pointing out Peck on stage at Anniversario. Peck not visible. Oh, that fuels even more speculation. He was there, but not visible. Okay. Bryce is right, would like to know what the conversation. Okay, so they're asking Bryce what the conversation was about with the new ring announcer. We don't know what his name is, but I will say he did a pretty good job.
5: Well, his name was given, I just don't remember on the top of my
4: head. Yeah. And then Shikara had on said, We need a savior at Mike Quackenbush. And then further on, you know, justice for Kingston, justice for Icarus, justice will belong to the Shikami. And then it starts to get in conversation to, uh, the regular human guy. Uh, the most interesting one is may I ask, do you have a name? My name is Michael. Michael? Mike? Perhaps it's Mike from our email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Tim. There you go. I ask, what is worse, a private army in the hands of a conglomerate, or one in the hands of just one man? You know, loads of stuff. It's you need to you need to research everything. And se- seriously, I think multiple heads are going to have to get together on this to try and figure out. What's going on, but also I don't want multiple heads to get together and figure it out because I want to be interested by where it, you know, twists and turns next.
5: One thing I have to mention, and it's Archibald Peck. Now, as we know, in the Chikara universe, there is currently two Archibald Pecks, one around. Uh, One thing that. Well, at least two. Yes. One thing that I want to know, and I think as of now, the Tag World Grand Prix has been released, and I will get a, I will get a chance to look at it once I have time. Um, I want to know which which one is it. Is it the one that's from the future, or was it the one that that was back visited to the past?
4: So was it Mixed Martial Archie, or was it Archibald Pack? Or was it another Archie? It's it's hard to tell.
5: Well, as of now, we as far as we know, it's only two, and one has to wonder. Uh, the the Ball Peck that was said to, that was walking around the world because if you remember, in the epilogue video of the Chikara season eleven, at the end of that video, the Archibald Peck that lost was running around the world ended up leading or walking to parts unknown and one has to wonder if that Archibald Peck is building his own army to either fight the Titor conglomerate or could he be working for them
4: hmm I'm actually looking at the... I'm just looking because it's worth mentioning as well that all... Obviously due to everything that happened, that's happened, all Shikara events have been cancelled. You know, fabe wise what they'll be is wrestling issues instead because the Cause Each Other Pain show for Manhattan, New York on July 21st, by the looks of it, is now wrestling is cool. The All you see is mine for July 20th is either wrestling is intense or kaiju. But considering it's eastern Pennsylvania it's, you know, I don't know. Then North Dakota and South Dakota is in August. The only shows really that fit that time period that are currently set are uh, well, there's three back to back in August.
6: Hmm.
4: Who Am I Without You, Wide awake and The Things That You Saw. The one that does fit is the Wrestling is Fun show, which would be in the Wide Awake slot. But the interesting thing is, the mysterious show that went missing, the September show, Answers at the End at Eastern Pennsylvania, has suddenly reappeared on the website again as being cancelled. This is the one that was there and then disappeared in the space of a day. And now is back. See the question is. Is. I've said too many is. is is. They've got a wrestling is. Because obviously all these wrestling years are all spin-offs of Shikara. We've known that. It's just that nobody's bothered to go to them. Looking at this. They've got a show. 22nd of June from wrestling is fun. They've got a Wrestling is Respect show on the 30th of June, and they've got a Wrestling is Awesome doubleheader on the 6th and 7th of July. I honestly think if those shows fail to bring enough people in, they might just have to go fuck it and bring Shikara back somehow. Otherwise, the revenue that they're losing is bloody ridiculous. I would think it isn't worth doing.
5: Yeah, I was thinking the exact same reasoning as well. Uh, as you said, you know, as far as the attendance for the various wrestling is, is they're they're not doing that well. And even the 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 buys for the pay per views or the MP4s for the shows haven't been doing well at either. Um, Some people have speculated it's due to the lack of uh, promotion. Um,
4: If if they do it right and they're basically using this as publicity for the other shows, it could work brilliantly. It could also, as I described earlier, come like a circular sword blade and slice them straight through the stomach. And they'll just have two parts of a body which, you know... If you don't have one part without the other, it's kind of shit.
5: And another issue with the the attendance for the various shows is they have different websites for you know their respective brands, and I think the people aren't aware of them, and that's probably due to the, the lack of uh, promotion from the main Chikara brand because you know they want to make it separate. They want to put it together, so maybe they, they feel like, well, we don't have to promote it on a Chikara show. They'll have to find out through the website.
4: Well, how many videos do they do to promote each show? One. Yeah. One video, you know, from a talent that's going to be on the card saying, come see me this date. That's the only promotion. One that I did hear talked about on another podcast was the situation when VWAA, Wrestling Is Heart, a double header, they had to move the show to another venue. And because Wrestling Is Heart decided to auto-tweet their stuff, up to a couple of days before the event, The auto-tweets were telling people to go to the wrong place. Mm. They never bothered to fix it. One thing that also makes me think they are going to still have shows... ...is all you see... ...because all these cancelled shows... ...you'd have thought if they were cancelled... ...would just have writing... ...saying they're cancelled. Every single one of the cancelled is a link to a page... Most of them don't exist, but the page for all you see is mine for July the twentieth still exists, and I think it still exists there, just in case wrestling is shows do absolutely bugger all in attendance. If they do, if they do poorly, I've, I'm guessing that they should have a plan B in case the whole relying on wrestling is supporting the whole backbone of the stuff fails they have a way to get out of it which doesn't do harm to them because in essence what they're doing is kind of we're kind of verging on WWF uh, trying to do one last roll of the dice to try and beat WCW Except in this capacity, Shikara really doesn't have any competition. And in essence, never has. So it's a daring move, but I'm just wary that it could go completely wrong.
5: You know, there is a part of me that when all the supposed uh, information came out from uh, mostly Pink Wizard you know saying that oh they're in trouble blah 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 you know I thought to myself one of two things is going to happen they're going to delay the hiatus up until either the end of the year or they're going to wait a full year so literally until June of 2014 will probably be the resurrection of Chikara. But if the upcoming shows for the various wrestling is, is, is still do very poorly, they might have to speed up the the storyline in order to bring the, the attendance numbers back up. And also with the fact that uh, as far as the roster goes, a uh, majority of them have already announced on Twitter that Oh, my upcoming uh, dates for the summer has been cleared. You know, book me at, you know, so and so. Now. Um,
4: also, something that really confuses people if they go to the Shikara website is there's no notice saying, you know, there's no notice up there saying all shows have been cancelled due to various reasons. Basically, the Shikara website is practically exactly the same as it was as soon as uh, the ipay view finished, practically. Which, again, if you're trying to be informative, if the company has gone under, storyline-wise... You might want to give them more bloody information and not leave them in the dark. Especially, not just for new fans, but for the current fans that want to know about it. There is no official confirmation via Shikara's Twitter. Because obviously Shikara still exists, it's just the company shut it down. If something shuts down, you get a message saying it's shutting down. I got a message today from the old WWE DVD distributors saying in the next couple of days, we are not selling them anymore, obviously, because we don't have the license anymore. There needs to be some sort of actual message saying, yes, we're no longer doing shows. Because you aren't doing that, it's making me think you are still doing shows. And you don't want to say you're not doing shows. Because if wrestling fun goes to shit, and wrestling is whatever goes to shit. Then you're you're up shit creek. And the motor on the back of the boat is out of fuel. And the paddle is a comb. I hate to bring it into stuff like that, but... I've only jumped on the bandwagon, but I can appreciate the history. I've, I've, I've managed to get as much as I can from conversations with Sandra and Randy and other people and everything. I'm still probably only scratching the surface, but I don't want a company that's as good as this to throw itself and its success away. And I, you see, I know it's a storyline, that's the problem. I'm not buying into this whole, oh, support the Shikami. I want to see where the storyline goes, if it takes untwisted turns. But if it does it wrong, you're going to lose quite a lot of people. I'll probably stay there till the end, because I'm a bloody idiot, some, some sort of fool. But other people will not be so patient. They will walk off, they'll walk off, they'll go to other companies... I mean, perfect example at the minute, okay, it's the other side of the country, but PWG, okay, you're going to California in November, allegedly, but, it's just, <sighs> that, Chikara can't think that, because they're so unique, they're the only company that's there there is plenty of other indie companies if, they, if you do it wrong people will just go okay I'll go watch such and such a company instead they're hoping people will remain loyal most people will but gradually over time more and more will basically just go I can't keep track of eight different mini companies, especially when you don't have a main hub website showing you where all these are and where they normally based in certain areas of the country.
5: Yes, and I, I think that's a major problem as well. They need a, a one website to follow all these other brands. Can't just have separate pages, websites, just for one brand. You have to have one major website to have all the brands, all the information, their rosters, and their upcoming events. That's something that they need. And hopefully, they'll do that during this uh, supposed hiatus. We'll have to wait and see.
4: And this this isn't a message, you know, this isn't a message storyline. We're breaking keyfabe here. You know. Well, certainly I am, because i just i'm trying to do what's best and trying to figure out ways you can make it you can make the storyline better by improving the experience for everybody because obviously yeah as i keep saying the whole idea of this is to try and bring awareness to the wrestling in shows get attendance up possibly and that kind of thing and that will be the whole that will be the new place where the shikami goes but the problem is, how many people, I mean, especially with wrestling is intense and wrestling is kaiju, how can you be at two shows at the same time, if certain talents are only going to be on certain shows? You know, okay, it's kaiju, you might consider it, you know, oh, it's kaiju, it's nothing special, but... uh there could be some people at Kaiju that you want to see, except there's other people you want to see at wrestling is intent. What do you do? Try and run between the two of them? Actually, I'm going to have a quick look at where where, where all these are. So uh, if you want to talk about something else relating to Shikara, do so, Sandra. Well, I researched I,
5: Well, I guess I want to talk about... Um... I guess these cancellations, um, when some of these locations were announced, majority of them were new places that they were heading, uh, like the North Dakota, and then they were heading to South Dakota in, in late August. Uh, that's a place that they've never been before, as far as I know. Uh, I was a big skeptic when they announced that they were going in that area. Because I'm not even sure they would even draw there. Move uh, a few months later, they were supposed to head to California. In November ninth, they were supposed to go in Reseda. Now, I would have thought they would have done well there. Uh, mostly because of PWG. And I think the the crowd there would probably accept Chicara. And then you go to San Diego... Uh, there might have been a fifty fifty chance that they might have done they might have drawn well there. But knowing that they were supposed to head to in the Midwest if we north, north and South Dakota, I was a bit skeptic on that. Now, you know, let let's be realistic. Nobody really saw this coming at all. Nobody expected for Chikara to take a brief hiatus. So this is something different. How long this will take, we don't know. We can only speculate. Myself, personally, I think they're going to hold this off until either December or until June of next year. Depending on how the other brands do. If the other brands do well, this could go on for several months or until next year. If it flops, They're going to have to... It could
4: be done within six weeks.
5: That's possible. They're going to have to rush this completely.
4: Especially considering the next two shows that they've got coming up in July were going to be in Eastern Pennsylvania, Manhattan, New York, which are two huge, huge markets for Shikara. Mm
6: -hmm.
4: North Dakota, South Dakota... Obviously, and even uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, kind of out of their normal stuff. Eastern Pennsylvania in September for where trios normally would be. Speaking of trios, apparently the King of Trios website is now a home improvement website. Again, it's all storyline, but. And obviously, you see, because of PWG's style of wrestling, California would get Shikara. Probably. I mean hell if they like Lucha Vavu. Hey El we'll get to your email in a minute. Sorry, but uh, just oh. Plus they are gonna have to do National Pro Wrestling Day.
5: Well, to be fair though, they... well to be fair though, that's not actually run by Chikara itself. It's supposedly run by Quackenbush. uh, The interesting thing is
4: about this one is it says we're only accepting applications from individual wrestlers, no organizations. So the organizations are probably set if they are.
5: Yeah, but the thing is uh, there was a due date which was supposed to be... Yeah,
4: 1st of June. yeah Which was before all this broke down. Exactly. So possibly was that basically them scouting talent to put in these various shows around the country that they're doing I mean yeah I've just realised we probably spent about 40 minutes on this and the whole idea was this was supposed to be a relatively shorter segment but that's how much I feel for this you know it's the equi- oh I'm trying to think of a sporting equivalent it's like an American football Your star quarterback, you decide to leave him out of the Super Bowl um, just for the heck of it. It's kind of on that territory, which is
5: never good. Well, let's just end this. Let's give our predictions of who do we think would be the savior of this whole storyline. Nash, why don't you start first?
4: <clears throat> soldier ants candidate, because he's mysteriously disappeared. Uh, it's obviously going to be a team of them. It's going to be—I <laughs> hate to bring it back to the comic books—but basically, you're kind of looking for an Avengers squad. So, soldier ants one. Bryce, now that he's been fired, is possibly one. Um. Uh, quack. Mike Quackenbush is obviously one. Um, Sugar Dunkerton is a candidate because he got fired. Possibly Gagano if he wanted to, or certainly... Ch- Although Chuck Taylor's still on the roster, obviously he couldn't do anything this weekend because of his commitments to Evolve. <clears throat> so he could put him in there possibly. Um... You see, that's the other interesting thing as well. Jigsaw's reaction was, I can't believe it. Even the heels and the faces were reacting completely the same. It's like, our job's gone, kind of thing. At least they weren't like the people at Zynga that decided to... uh tear up and destroy everything because apparently the company did that for themselves (laughs) but um yeah it's it's going to be a merry band of misfits that's going to try and I don't know The, the confusing thing is is it could be an archibald peck it could be mysterious and handsome stranger if there's multiple forms of them, it could be we haven 't somebody we haven 't seen in a while could be uh Jolly Roger or Lance Steele or Lance Steele or um, um Shane storm, let's say somebody that hasn't been around in ages, but yeah.
5: far as myself, um you know, obviously Mike Bush is gonna be one of the saviors, but I think he's gonna go undercover. Uh put by in air quotation mark. Um I think he's gonna be under a mask and I think he'll team up with uh Archibald Peck and his supposed, you know, army that he might have gotten somewhere. And that's gonna well that has to build up throughout the uh, other wrestling is depending how they're gonna uh how they're gonna plan it, that's the question. Because this is like so many shows within the span of one month, they're gonna have to stretch it out a bit.
4: Yeah, I'm just having a... Wrestling is intense. actually, I should take that out. They haven't got a show the same day. They haven't announced when the next Wrestling is Intense. Probably wrote it down in the wrong space. But, yeah, Wrestling is Fun is 22nd of June. The week after is Wrestling is Respect. The week after that is Wrestling is Awesome. Then there seems to be a break. Then the week after that is Kaiju and Wrestling is Cool. Week after that is Wrestling is Fun... Week after that is another Wrestling is Fun show. Then you've got Wrestling is Art another week or so later. Then Wrestling is Heart the week after that. And then the week after that, Wrestling is Fun again. So it's practically a show every week. Which now, if if you take Shikara as being all single eight brands, that means Shikara is doing... Over the course of the next two to three months, 8 six, seven, eight, twelve. Twelve shows. Just um, let's let that sink in. If you guys want to think about it, you can.
0: Oh,
4: it's. But another thing—I've never seen an indie company take a risk as big as this. That's all I'm saying.
5: Of course, another, I guess, question is: What is going to happen with uh, the King of Trios concept?
4: I honestly think you won't see one this year. Mm-hmm. I think your trios was the Tag World Grand Prix because Tag World Grand Prix hasn't happened in ages.
5: Well, that is true.
4: And they brought that in. I kind of think. But then that's the other thing. People around the world. Even if they don't watch Shikara. Outside of everything else. Watch Shikara. For the king of trios. If you don't have that. That's more lost revenue. Okay you're claiming that the shows. Haven't been that popular. And haven't been doing that well. Since uh, Joshy Mania or something. Which I think is complete but The thing bullshit. is the, the attendances for your shows have been full ever since then. Plus also your Wrestling is Fun shows have nearly been attended as well as some TNA Impact House shows. Which isn't a compliment. No. The scary thing is if if you put a show in a 15,000 seat arena and put it in a central enough place that people could get to you'd probably fill that place. Yet for a wrestling is show you can only get about 100. I think that says quite a bit. Well...
5: We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens.
6: Mm. And I will
5: say, uh, yeah. let me just say this: real quick. I, I, I am looking forward to see what's going to happen at the Kaiju Show here in New York. Uh, I was not expecting uh, this, as I said before, wasn't expecting. You could
4: be on the front line of everything. <laughs> I could
5: be, <laughs> and I think I might have a few. Uh, I might have a few guesses at who could go at that show.
4: I'll save that for uh, later on down the line. Yeah. But... Oh, wow. Um, As I say, and I'll just say this to close it all off and have it done and everything. Um... my web page has gone completely crappy. <laughs> the way I'm talking about it is not only story-wise, but also breaking keyfabe. Because, as I say, I've only been following this company for just about a year, and I've become hooked. And to be quite honest, the wrestling is doesn't really interest me because there's too many for me to care about you know back in the day when you had one channel you watched everything that was on one TV channel because that's all you got now in these days of like you know two, 300 channels at least even on a basic package oversaturation people lose interest why do you think so many people are just using Netflix to see stuff. They can't be asked to watch television. This is what this is what uh, the bookers backstage at Shikara could be doing if they're not careful. And that just worries me. I want to see where it goes true, but just I don't want them to completely arse it up and make fools of themselves, because they don't deserve to. Anyway. You can tell how passionate I am about that, because this segment that I thought was going to go for about 25 minutes has gone for 55. Uh, right. Back to the rest of the stuff. <laughs> We've still got a couple more emails. First, we got uh, a follow-up email from Newt about the TCW show, uh saying the show that it was in uh, Meridian, Mississippi, had a huge turnout and used lots of local uh talent in the area. I must say we haven't had a report on that or anything about results, so if you want to give us a full report about the results for that, you can. Because I, I don't know if it was an iPay-Per-View, I missed it because I was all prepping up for God knows... What with Shikara and everything that was going on at my end. Uh, The other email comes from L-Train. With some results from the EWF show. Happened last weekend. Which saw Tarasso beat Radical Ross. Andrew Hellman beat Killer Gorilla. Brute Burrito. Beating Patient Zero. After Tarasso caused a distraction. By swiping Patient Zero's stuffed toy dog Nacho. (laughs) <laughs> see this is the problem Shikara. they're doing crazy crap as well EWF's American Championship was on the line with Sugar Sweet successfully defending it against Uptown Andy Brown uh, apparently the finisher the, f- uh, the finisher that was used uh, L-Train describes it as Biggie Lanson's big ending finisher only dropping your opponent chest first onto your knees instead Match of the night for him. And the tag titles, the Von Dooms Vintage Dragon and Cyanide with Terra Callaway beat Creepshow, de- comprising of JD Horror and Sledge via DQ. Originally, Creepshow won the titles when Mondo Vega came out and slide, slid the belt into the ring to use on Cyanide, but a second official came out after the match to inform the first for the overturned decision, and then Deputy Commissioner Handsome Johnny Starr makes a tag title match for next month on July the 13th between the Dooms and the Fallen Empire, Mondo, Vega, and Ryan Taylor. Uh, Richie Slade beat Gregory Sharp. And then the main event, Ironman Mike Mays retained successfully his EWF world title against Rasid... Okay, hang on. He's typed it to make sure I pronounce it right. Rasid Nadjar... With a flying alba. They're also going to be having a show. On Friday June the 7th. Where I believe. Mays is defending his title again. And there's also a championship wrestling from Hollywood. TV taping. Happening on Sunday June the 9th. Uh, the Friday show is. Knights of Columbus Hall. In Covina California. And the championship wrestling from Hollywood taping. Is the Commerce Casino in Commerce, California, on Sunday, June the ninth? So, any of you in the local Cali area, uh, make sure you check out those shows. Uh, While well, we've just quickly, <clears throat> briefly, well, who knows what brief is in this you know world we live in now with time travel and stuff going up the Swanee. Uh, only two real major shows happening this weekend I'll start off with the Ring of Honor one as it's arguably the one with less prestige Uh, happening this Saturday in the Ohio Ohio Expo Center in uh, Columbus, Ohio there's going to be a 30 minute Q&A with Steve Carino and Matt Hardy at the start which is not a bad little thing at 6.15 the doors open at 6 the bell time starts at half 7 uh, matches, starting off with uh, either, okay, this is a bit confusing. It says Davy Richards or Jay Briscoe versus Cedric Alexander. I'm guessing that's whoever lost. So it's probably going to be Davy Richards versus Cedric Alexander. For that one, I'll actually say Davy Richards.
5: Uh, yeah, I'll go with David Richards as well.
4: And Another challenge match, Adam Cole versus Caprice Coleman. I think for that one I'll go with Adam Cole as well. Now that he's re-signed, I think he might be getting momentum again for various different stuff. Especially the world title again.
5: Yeah, I'll go with Adam Cole as well.
4: Ring of Honor versus Scum, no rules in this six-man tag. Jay Lethal, well, I think it's a six-man tag, otherwise it's just a six-man tornado or whatever. Jay Lethal, BJ Whitmer and Michael Elgin taking on Jimmy Jacobs, Rhett Titus and Cliff Compton representing Scum. I think for that one, I'll actually go that top. Well, oh, no, considering they're giving them the momentum, I'll probably give it to Scum.
5: Gumblin.
4: Non-title proving ground match as Red Dragon, Bob Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly take on ACH and Tadarius Thomas. Obviously, with the normal proving grounds match, if they beat Red Dragon or lo- or last the whole time limit of the match, ACH and Thomas will receive a world team, world tag team title match in the future. Again, because this is non-title. I think there is a chance that they could put ACH and Tadarius in the title picture if they wanted to, so I'll actually say that ACH and Tadarius come out on top, whether it's either via draw or actually winning.
5: Yeah, ACH and uh, Tadarius Samuelson.
4: Next, another Ring of Honor versus Scum as Matt Hardy takes on Mark Ruska. See, for this one, I think Matt Hardy will probably win it, because they're built towards Matt Hardy getting the belt. Because obviously he now has a number one contendership slot. Uh, I'm
5: going to go with Mark Briscoe.
4: Okay. Grudge Match sees Rhino take on Kevin Steen. I'll say Steam for this one. It's, it's kind of a tough one, but I'll say Steam for that one.
5: Yeah, okay, I'm Steam
4: wins. And the Ring of Honor World Title match, Jay Briscoe versus Eddie Edwards. We know the Briscoes are facing each other in a few weeks, and the Briscoes all win. <gasps>
5: Championship.
4: Uh
6: huh.
4: So that's Ring of Honor show and finally saturday afternoon at the ultraviolet underground it's tournament of death 12 the doors will open at 1:30 for a 2 p.m start the event won't be broadcast live it will be available um, will be available the following day on a i pay-per-view replay so Here's the first round matchups and stipulations. First up, the ultra violent dog collar match between CZW Heavyweight Champion Masada and Ron Mathis. I think for that one I'm going to go with Masada.
5: Yeah, Masada.
4: Ultra violent ladders match Lucky 13 versus Scotty Vortex. See, I think Vortex could do that because he is proficient with ladders.
5: Yeah, Scotty win.
4: Then the international panes of glass match with DJ Hyde taking on Takumi Sukamoto. I think for that one I'll say DJ Hyde.
5: I'm gonna say Sukamoto.
4: And then finally the mummified barbed wire match between Danny Havoc and Rory Mondo.
5: A mummified barbed wire match
4: yeah mum- mummified I don't know why it's mummified i don't get it i think I still think Danny Havoc will probably win the mm.
5: yeah danny havoc
4: and uh, apparently there will be a fangs bring the weapons match in the tournament, so apparently you should bring your ultra violent fuckery with you, whatever that means. Uh, non-tournament matchup you've got Drake Younger taking on Devon Moore in not a death match by the way <laughs> if we haven't made clear already so I think Drake could get the win here yeah Drake for the win and then Sammy Callahan's final CZW appearance he will be wrestling somebody who it is, we don't know. I think so. I think Callahan would want to respect the uh, traditions and probably go out on his back. So I say the uh, mystery opponent will probably win.
5: Um, I don't know who he's gonna face, so I'm not gonna make a pick. But I will make a prediction on who he could face, and it's either gonna be Tommy Dreamer or Drew Gulak.
4: Well, yeah, they are. They are both free, as are um, Oink. Ohio for killers. Could it be well, one of the crests?
5: Speaking of which, uh, that pretty much kills somewhat the concept. I guess. I guess. Why? <laughs> Sammy, Sammy was the leader of the stable, so I mean, I mean,
4: I don't know how they're going to continue with it. Or perhaps they could uh, take him down or something. I don't know. For walking out on them. uh, Perhaps that's the angle they could go. I don't know. But with that, uh, that is all for this week. Again, sorry for the length of the Chicago talk. But when I got my passions, I defend them to the hilt so do
5: you, make sure uh, you check Do you want a big prediction of who's going to win the tournament?
4: Oh, sorry, I forgot about that Um, <laughs> well the, I'm thinking whether they could pair Nation of Intoxication and Naptown Dragons again, so I think Havoc and Vortex could go to Havoc Um, Hyde and Masada probably Masada for me and I think Masada... I think Didn't Masada win it last year? Uh, I think he did. I think we could have back-to-back wins.
5: Mm, Judging by the brackets that was given, uh, I guess the win of Masada against Vortex. um, I'm actually going to say Vortex goes over to the finals. And Tsukamoto against Havoc. I'm going to say Danny Havoc goes over, which would lead to Scotty Vortex against Danny Havoc and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Danny Havoc won the tournament. Okay. Now we're done.
4: (laughs) Now we're done. Make sure you check out all the other shows here on my network as I'm about to pass out. Uh unplug should be coming up sometime in the next couple of weeks. Keep an eye on the Facebook page. It'll be great to hear JJ and Bronx back though. Uh, we've got first days running the ropes to Krelli and Mav at four Eastern, one Pacific, if uh, all the equipment's working properly. And trust, trust us, guys. We know about equipment not working properly. Uh, well, we can uh, blame, for, well, we can
5: blame that on the uh, Condor security for that.
4: Yeah. For a change. Uh you've got the open book Fridays normally around ten, ten thirty Eastern. Again, keep an eye on the SNS Facebook page in order to find out exactly when on the day. Uh Sundays you have Sunday night showdown. You had one this past Sunday for Slamiversary, which was a damn good show from Bronx L Train. Next one coming up will be payback in a couple of weeks with the actually interesting-looking three stages of hell. I'm surprised to say that, but I'll say it there. Podcast-wise, you've got The Hard Way, hopefully coming back for some episodes very soon. You've got Run the Ro- um, Beyond the Bell with Sean Beckerman. I don't want to say Running the Ropes twice. <laughs> Beyond the Bell with Sean Beckerman, and the Elite Force podcast, the midweek edition with Chuck W., and the weekend edition with Walkie and Mind White. Um, Sandra, is there anything I missed? I'll oh, probably iTunes.
5: <laughs> yes, iTunes. Radio like
4: us, subscribe. <coughs> Poke yes. us. Or something. No. Review us. <laughs> Review us.
5: Yeah, sure. Uh um, Whatever. No. Uh, first off, since uh, this person asked for it on the SMS page, uh, a shout-out to uh, Quentin Walters. Uh, he asked uh, for me to give him a shout-out on the SMS page, so, you know, a shout-out there. Um, to all the people who who think that Chikara is going to, you know, die, it's not. It's a storyline, so chill out. It's going on a, It's going to go on a hiatus. How long, we don't know. Time will tell, but it will return. So relax. Try to be patient.
4: No, I'm patient. It's just I think the, you know the actions that they're doing is a bit too risky. Then again, they've done risky stuff before. I mean, hell, duck, dog, duck, goose—that's risky. Um. <laughs> Also remember that you can get in contact with us not only on the Facebook page, as Sandra just mentioned, which search whole indie show. You can get in contact us via email at Indy at snsradio network dot com. That's T-H-O-L-A-I-N-D-Y. I Always spell it right to make sure it can't be uh, misappropriated. Yeah. Uh. People that like golf that listen to indie music. So that's H-O-L-E. Yeah, with something. I don't know. That probably was a bad joke. Or something that was a completely misguided idea. Again, I'm on low sleep. Sorry, people. So, with that, Song of the Night sums up everything that's happened on the past week. From Donnie Darko. It's Michael Andrews featuring Gary Jules with the cover of Tears for Fears, Mad World. So, uh, as I uh, try and get into hibernation position, this was Ashley, that was Sandro, and everything that you've heard in the past few hours has been your weekly slice of indie goodness. We will see you, hopefully, next week, guys. Speak to you soon.
5: Three AK-47.
4: Now, of course, the irony here would be that T-Talk conglomerate has been listening to us throughout this whole thing. And then right at the end, as was just about to say something absolutely extraordinary, they just cut...